0: Are we going? Yeah, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Just Browsing Podcast. Uh, we had just a brief little uh, technical difficulties there. A didn't, little didn't delay the in the computer. Start. Uh, but, yeah, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Just Browsing Podcast. I'm your co-host, Zach, back again with Matt today. And today we're here to talk about... One of the greatest modern day, and probably honestly at this point, one of the greatest all-time action movie franchises, and that franchise is called John Wick.
1: So spoiler alert for those of you who have not seen John Wick Chapter 4, currently in theaters, Uh, I would come back to this after you have seen it or seen any of the John Wicks if you have not seen them, uh, as we will be discussing all four of them. So, spoiler alert, if you have not seen any of the John Wicks.
0: Yes, good call out. Um, We will be going over to spoilers for the new film that is still in theaters. We usually, when we're doing these podcasts, most of the movies and shows that we're talking about are already out and available for you to watch at home. Um, This is one of those rare instances. um, I was... Fired up enough about the new one that I dragged Matt to the theater, and we watched it, and now I want to talk about the whole series. We did briefly talk about John Wick, I think, when we did our favorite movie trilogies. We did a whole podcast about trilogies. We also talked about
1: it when you didn't see that movie that year it came out. The original,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But now, obviously, it doesn't technically qualify to be in a podcast about movie trilogies, because there are now four of them. So now, Um, is it a... It would qualify as a franchise. It would go into franchise. our movie franchise uh, bracket, which that would go pretty deep if it was in my bracket. Eh, it's mediocre. It's a really solid franchise. Anyway, that we'll, we'll get into that. So welcome, everybody. Uh, hopefully you have seen all the John Wick films. Hopefully you're a fan of action movies, of Keanu Reeves, um, of gung-fu-style action, which is kind of what they've dubbed uh, the style of action in the John Wick movies. So... I kind of wanted to just... We can kind of start at the beginning. We can bounce all around. We can talk about the the new one. The Um, the
1: storyline really only matters in the first one to understand who John Wick is. And you really don't even know who John Wick is even through the entire thing.
0: Well, okay. So let's start there. Because I actually heard someone say this the other day, and it kind of verbalized something that I already knew. But I really love about this franchise that's so unique is that... Have you ever heard of the concept of a legacy sequel? It's basically like a sequel to a beloved movie, or maybe it doesn't even have to be beloved, but usually, of a movie that came out usually a long time ago. So we're talking yeah. at least 10-plus years ago, usually like 15, 20-plus years ago. They'll do a sequel to it long time afterwards, kind of revitalize the franchise, get a new generation interested, yada, yada, yada. Someone the other day was saying the first John Wick film – is basically a legacy sequel to a bunch of movies that don't exist, if you think about it. like The character of John Wick that you get introduced to in the first movie is almost like getting a legacy sequel of that character after we've already seen him in a bunch of movies of him being a badass for like his younger days. You know what I mean? But we never see John Wick in his younger days. We see John Wick when he's retired. The, the, the whole story starts off. He's out of the life. He's retired. He's a married man. He's just concentrating on trying to be happy and be with his wife. And then she tragically passes away from cancer, cancer or something. Cancer. You know, you get all of this in like the first 10 minutes of the first movie. They're, they're kind of showing you this little montage of stuff, of all this stuff that's happened to him. And then, you know, as her dying wish, she gets him this puppy because she knows that like a man like that. He needs something to put like he his, doesn't need he needs can love. Grieve into. alone. He can't just be grieving alone because I don't know. You know, you never really find out if she knew about his past in any way or if she was just kind of guessing at it. And she just kind of knew his personality a little bit. I would assume someone like him, he would probably have to, had to
1: share a little bit about his past just yeah. because he got out. But right. that doesn't necessarily like I don't know. You kind of learn like in you never really get out of the life. Exactly. And, and so like yeah. Yeah. For those of you who have seen it, obviously you know who he is and what he's capable of. If those of you that haven't seen it and you're hanging around, I mean, he's an assassin, like Yeah. He, that was And the best, basically. He was so you you know, as the stories go on and the movies go on, you learn that he's a Belarusian orphan that was brought up and raised to be an assassin mm-hmm. by a family.
0: Yeah. Um in this like really intricately designed criminal underworld of assassins, basically, right? It's, it's just Which like is something a s- that you kind of they keep slowly but surely like opening curtains and doors to this world throughout the movies. Right. In the first one, you really just get kind of peeks and glimpses at it. You get to see the kind of you get more that glimpsed kind
1: of at at like him as a person
0: though. You're kind right. of like yeah,
1: who is John Wick? And then you find out real quick when they kill his dog who John Wick was. Yeah,
0: and yeah. So that was one of the things I was going to... I mean, there are many, many things I love about this action franchise. I do genuinely think the John Wick series is one of, if not my favorite, action series ever at this point. I think there have now been four entries, and all four of them are anywhere from good to excellent. There is not a bad movie in the four. They're Um, definitely
1: entertaining. They can be a little too much, though. I just just finished watching one through three. Um, this week, just to refresh my memory. And there's a little bit where it's like, you got to take a step back and go, okay, it's not like, because like James Bond can be too much a little bit. Like you're like, okay, uh, driving your car off of a cliff and catching, you know, okay, it's really cool for the movie, but it's Mm -hmm. like, like I could see a a John Wick type thing, like actually playing out in a real world situation, like situation, like there's a brotherhood of assassins like that. But then there's like certain scenes where it's like, okay, you could have like cut it cut it by a minute and it would have been just perfect. I,
0: I kinda see what you mean. And I think they can be a little exhausting, especially if you're gonna like binge them all in a row, kinda like what you did, of like, man, there's a lot of gunshots, there's a lot of people getting brutally murdered, and it's like Really long stretches, especially as the series goes on, really long stretches where there's like essentially zero dialogue, and it's just people fighting, right, just fighting. It's just like guys grunting, punching each other, you know, throwing each other off of buildings into cars, stabbing them, right. stabbing each and other, like one of them each dies, other dies and says Point something. blank range, yeah. And then you kind of you get these very very brief moments of like calm and dialogue between characters, whereas like most other action movies. They're usually built around like one or two big like moments, or like you know, there's like a big opening usually to kind of get you hooked and right. show how badass a certain character. is And then they or build, whatever. A build a story through there, build a story, build a story, do some more action. And then there's obviously like in the third act, there's usually some big climactic action sequence where the hero shows how much of a badass he is and saves the day or whatever. John Wick is mo- it's like ninety five percent action scenes and, like, 5% story.
1: John Wick's the opposite. <laughs> and
0: it starts out slow. Like, you're trying to get
1: where this movie's going to go, and then all yeah, of a sudden it's just, like, yeah. one action scene. He catches his breath, and all of a sudden there's, like, 14 more people <laughs> running at him. And he's like, okay, fuck, here so, we go.
0: And another thing I kind of wanted to bring up, too. So the the th- the first thing I mentioned was that it's kind of a legacy sequel to a bunch of movies that we haven't seen that don't exist, really. Like, you're you're getting – because it leaves it – leaves, it up to your imagination of, like, how much of a badass did this guy used to be when he was in his prime physically right. if he's retired and he's still this terrifying to all of these other assassins who work in this world who are professionals, who are really good at what they do, and they're all, like, shitting their pants, even at the mention of his name. Like, that guy must have been a straight well, fucking devil back in the I day. I mean, like, to have
1: a nickname of Baba Yaga or Yeah, if people boogeyman. call you the fucking Boogeyman... Although and people- he's the one you send to kill the Boogeyman. <laughs> yeah. Okay, if you if you haven't seen any of the movies and you're still here, at least just go look up the Boogeyman like quote scene. Yes, it's so it's good. It's such a good scene. Oh, it doesn't so really like spoil any of the movie, but go just listen to yes. it and look at it because in a Russian voice, like it's yeah. just fucking perfect. And
0: it's such a great introduction to that character. So Real quick, and I kind of want to get into like a lot of the these movies are actually pretty funny. There's some really funny like scenes and lines throughout the movie. After there's like
1: six thousand people that are murdered, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. like a
0: glimpse of you know
1: right, right. smiles. They gotta like get, they gotta
0: bring a little levity to it. Uh, but I don't know if you've ever heard of the concept of like an elevator pitch yeah. for a book or a movie. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like you know the idea of can you can you sell this on a time from can you, floor one yes. to floor. Can you 15? sell this to me in oh. an elevator ride? Make me interested. Make me wanna like you know contribute money to it or whatever or make me want to read it or watch it, whatever. John Wick the original movie has one of the greatest elevator pitches it's a one sentence description and I'm just pulling this from IMDB but it perfectly summarizes the plot of this movie. An ex-hitman comes out of retirement to track down the gangsters that killed his dog and took his car. That's it. That's the movie like when you're pitching that movie right? and they're like what is your movie about you're like that's it. You say one sentence and it's like and what makes it, you know, I think that plot, and and granted, you know, the revenge plot, really for me will never not work in an action movie. I fucking love revenge plots. Human beings just in general love revenge. It's a very like it's relatable and, and motivating like motif. Well, uh, but I think done in different hands, this could have been just a an average action movie that we've seen before i mean we, we there's tons of action movies that get made every year in fact netflix is kind of almost infamous at this point for kind of spitting out a ton of like almost generic kind of action movies oh that diablo are like, 68 That are My like God, you know nice. it's it's fine because i own netflix but like i wouldn't have paid to see this in the theaters but the care with which they made john wick the the original and the subsequent movies Brings it from a level of this could have been just an average to below average action movie to like this is going to be in the conversation for one of the all time action franchises. Well,
1: and you got to think too, a lot of revenges are like he killed my wife, right? Yeah, I'm going after him. Well,
0: like there's taken, they they steal his, kidnap his daughter, right? Right,
1: but it's like a lot of those are about you know a wife or your daughter. This one's about a fucking dog. And as the movies go on, you realize like I think. And I'd have to look up a timeline, and I don't even know if really if there's a timeline, but I'm pretty sure all four movies happen within, like, a month of each I think other. it is, like, like, a month, roughly. It's, like, yeah. very quick, because in the first one, he gets a $2 million contract put on his head as he comes out of retirement by <clears throat> the Russian Vigor, I think is what his name From is. From the original? or Igor, yeah. It's
0: something similar to that. Um, read. Vigo. Vigo, okay. Vigo but, Tarasov. So
1: he puts a contract on him for like two million dollars and then so a bunch of people come out and try and kill him for right, two million dollars right. and then the second movie i think the contract got up to like four million and a bunch more people try and come and kill him and in the third one it's
0: like between two and three it really ratchets so, up right like, so, now so, everyone's coming
1: so, out, so the it? end of two so two he kills someone who was just seated at the high table so as we were talking about like you know there's like the families of the the mafia or whatever right but mm-hmm. there's um the godfather the the one that kind of oversees and make sure it, it stays peaceful at some point yeah well there's like the high table where there's 12 families and they all have a seat at the high table mm-hmm. but one person per each family sits at the high table he kills her because that was the way that um oh shit was the fucking the marker uh, the marker yeah. yeah worked because her brother wanted him her dead so he could sit at the high table but then he ratcheted the the bounty on um, John Wick up to like fifteen million. Yeah, and then he kills him in the Continental, Which where is a big no no. There's no business allowed yeah. in the Continental. That is a safe haven for yeah. all of these uh, yeah. workers. Um, and he killed one, so then he becomes excommunicado, and I think mm-hmm. it jumps up to like twenty million
0: or whatever. Yeah.
1: And, then and then in, in the fourth in the one, fourth, it goes, it goes up way to up forty million. Yeah. yeah.
0: And Cause at this point he's killed like all the people and they're like, okay, well,
1: right. And that brings up one of those things. It's like, you, you think back to how this all started and it was because three guys broke into his house and killed his dog. And, if they could have stole his car, stole his car <laughs> yeah. and I think he would have been fine. He might've been like pissed, but I'll let it go. But it was the killing of the dog that his wife had left him. Cause that
0: was yeah. the last memory. Was like, of I her. can't let that go.
1: And, so, now he goes from retired in, in grieving because his wife is dead to, okay, now he's got a puppy. He's got a little more purpose to $40 million bounty on his
2: head. Yeah. And he is, by all means, The most wanted every man. progression
3: b- of the story throughout the movies. And I love how they slowly but surely reveal more of the world. So...
0: In this world, and obviously in the first one, you get an introduction to the Continental in the New in in New York, right. which is like this hotel, kind of like you said, where there's no business allowed to be conducted on those grounds of and, that hotel. And by
1: business, we mean killing. You, right, you can't right. kill anyone or yeah. fight or on, fight on, yeah. on the yeah. property. It's
0: like a it's a safe haven. It's Switzerland for the assassins, basically. Right.
1: But there's multiple <laughs> scattered throughout the right. world,
0: and as you
3: There are there's a continental and basically it seems like every major city in the
2: world, like it even goes internationally. they're paying You right, will
3: owe me someday. So if you break rules in this, I'm calling in my favor. Yeah, You know, it's... If you, you, you b- die. Essentially,
2: yes. If you break the rules in this world, that's it. You're done. And then, like, later, you know... Yeah. Moving the chords and stuff and, like they'll like type into some old school uh, computer. computer And it's like with the wax seal of like like an emblem. Yeah, a wax seal. Like these guys aren't like sending emails.
3: Third one, he's fighting another assassin, and he gets to the Continental. Yeah,
1: even despite being excommunicado, which means the Continental, he's not allowed to use their services. Yeah, he puts his hand on the steps. Yes, and and you they're can't like, "Hey, kill him. you can't kill him." and Sorry. the concierge comes out and is like, "I'd put that gun away if I was you." Right, because he's more or less saying, "If you kill him, you break Continental right. rules, and then, and then you. you're excommunicado, yeah. and you're yeah. going to have a bounty." Yes, it'll probably be a little less than John Wicks, yeah. but yeah, yeah. And so.
0: So to kind of like lay that little bit of groundwork, I love the world that they built. I think that is like what takes this movie to an extra level of like... Not only is it... it, Because it's almost set in like a parallel dimension where like this is kind of like our world, but also as you peel back more of the layers, you realize it's not like our world at all. Like it's... These assassins are not like how things operate. It's almost like the Harry Potter thing of like... Muggles they don't realize that world. there's a magic society that exists right next to us at all right. times. We just can't we don't have the ability to kind of peel back the curtain and see it until someone like a wizard opens the our eyes. Same thing for these assassins. Like normal people
2: are just going about their daily business right. with no idea. and they have all these fancy rules they have to abide by like
0: none of the normal people in this world seem to notice this but yet it's pervasive and it's everywhere and there are assassins literally in every major city and then you know we'll get
3: to this a little bit later but Lawrence Fishburne's character the Bowery King is basically in charge
2: But you could just be walking down the street, and some guy who looks,
0: you know, seemingly innocuous is just sitting there, looking like a homeless person. Actually, might have a fucking See, block up his shirt that's going to cap you. But, as you walk But this by. is
1: where, like, knowing who John Wick was before all of this would make it a little bit more sense. Like, it it make everything make more sense because in the movies they only kill. I mean, the, the only goal is obviously to kill John Wick, but he's right. He's not killing police. He's not killing. Yeah. I mean, although in the, I think it's the first and second one the local police oh it was the first one. The first one that cop the, the shows cop up. shows up and he's like hey jimmy and he's like hey john and he like i got him he's like did you get a noise complaint he's like yeah i got a noise complaint and he's like you working again he goes you can see like y- dead bodies in his hallway <laughs> and he like turns back and he's like just sorting just sorting some stuff sorting out, some stuff yeah. out. And he goes all right. Well, all right. Well, have a good night. <laughs> have a good night, John. And he goes, Yeah. Have a good night, Jimmy, and just like closes the yeah. door. So clearly, him and so, that cop have an understanding. So there's, right. So there's yeah. got to be people like in certain positions that are like, Right. That they know that about they this. That they know, like, hey, there's a massive shootout that just went down on the block of, you know, First Street and yeah. Second Street, and everyone's like, All the police are like,
0: Yeah. Oh, we're not going yeah, fucking over there. Yeah, we know. We know who's.
1: We need an airstrike who's, who's to fucking involved. be able to yeah. try and kill anyone in there. <laughs> exactly, we're not yeah. going over there. Like, yeah. it'll be taken care of. No one's grandma's missing in the, <laughs> right, the shooting. Right. It, pe- yeah. Everything's fine. The people that right. died were supposed to die, or yeah, they were yeah. supposed to live, and the other people were supposed to die.
0: So it worked its way. The 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 setup. The, the first movie is almost to me like a literally a perfect action movie because the plot is so simple. And works so well for what they're trying to accomplish. but So you get the kind of whole, like from the very, very beginning, you get the whole little backstory just in the brief flashbacks of him and his wife. She's in the hospital. She passes away. There's the funeral scenes. He gets this puppy. He's, there's the scenes of him riding his sick-ass car around. I don't even know what type of car so, that is. Like but 69 Mustang. Thing's fucking sweet uh and he's like got the puppy in the seat with him you know and he's riding around he's like kind of just trying to figure out like well what am i going to do with my life now that my wife's not here and i have this fucking puppy to take care of he was perfectly then, content
1: with just living though yeah like, just and
0: he was going to try and figure it out right there's like this deep sadness to him but he's he's going to try and figure it out and this puppy's going to help him get there and then fucking theon Greyjoy, yeah, <laughs> same dickhead. same actor that played theon in game of thrones who you find out is the son of this like big time Russian Vigo. like mob guy Vigo? there's uh, also
1: a part of the, who's assassin, a part of brother, this whatever whole it's underworld. Consider. Yeah,
0: decides that he's gonna go because John Wick basically told him to fuck off at the gas station. I'm not selling you my car. Right. Decides to go back with a couple of his buddies that night. Beats John Wick basically unconscious. Kills a puppy. Kills a fucking puppy. Which who does that? And the puppy was running away. It's yeah. not like the puppy was like doing anything. It yeah. was barking. It's like, Not like it's a Rottweiler, buddy. Right. Like it's not doesn't pose a threat here. Uh, and which I think is kind of like part of why you know we all know people and their dogs. I mean, you have a dog. You understand? Oh, like, dude, I told people get more upset about dogs dying in movies than they do human beings dying. I, in movies. I joke. That's a hundred percent. I dying. joke
1: all the time about me getting rid of luna like just shipping her off and having her be adopted when i go put her in my car when we go to my parents house or all you know the two of us will just go for car rides i'm always like let's go find a highway to drop you on the side of <laughs> and like people around here have heard me say that and i'm like just watch when my car comes back she'll get out of the car like yeah and you know i just i joke about that stuff because at the end of the day if someone did do something to luna or took luna yeah bro it would be like taking it. i would be you like, like make. Make. i'm not skilled yeah. in saying i'm like that but shit yeah. wouldn't be fucking yeah. it wouldn't be pretty cool. yeah. it wouldn't be pretty
0: yeah so that's kind of what i think they had to put that in there to like get the audience invested in like they're like fuck his wife all <laughs> oh, right like oh his, his wife died that's sad oh my god the puppy the died puppy kill everyone yeah. fucking kill everyone so anyway he like kind of wakes up he buries the dog or whatever but like the one part that i fucking love which really just is like when i first saw this i was like i am in i am fucking in on this When he finally decides, like, all right, fuck this. I'm coming out of retirement. And he has to go down into his basement and take a fucking sledgehammer and break up a bunch of actual concrete, move the concrete out of the way, open up this crazy safe and get his like guns and all his shit out to like in all his gold, you know, like that's how far away he wanted to bury this life. He literally cemented it into his basement floor. He literally has to dig all that shit up, and then there's the scenes of him like he's he's getting in the shower, and he's got like these like crazy fucking Russian tattoos and like Latin and shit on him, all over his back. It's like this dude is not just a normal right. guy, because like at this, this point, this isn't the
1: loving husband right. we saw in the yeah, hospital. Yeah, exactly. At this point, wife.
0: like we don't know the background of this guy yet, right. but now you're starting to see like oh shit, like this guy's got a fucking he came from safe, somewhere. yeah, like that's buried in cement in his basement. Are you gonna go fucking check out what's going I'm just on over there? Have to go
1: close the front door.
0: All right, <laughs> I'll keep ranting for a second uh yeah so he's like showering up he's got these fucking crazy like russian and latin tattoos all over his back it's like this guy is clearly coming from somewhere that is not a normal existence and then he like he's he literally like deliberately puts on like an all-black suit gets his gun loaded and all ready because he knows at this point that people are coming for him he's He's called, uh, or well, actually, Vigo has found out at this point from the dude who speaking of that runs the chop shop. That's some well, of the some so of the greatest <laughs> lines in the first movie come between all of those interactions. So he
1: right goes, there. he calls the chop shop guy, and he goes, yeah.
0: "I heard you hit my son." He goes, "Yeah, yeah,
1: I did." And yeah. he goes, "Why?" And he goes, "Cause he fucking stole John Wick's car, and, and he killed his dog." And he goes, "Oh," <laughs> and just hangs. Yeah, up.
0: this badass Russian gangster guy literally just goes, "Oh." And just hangs up the phone. And it's like, oh, fuck. Like, who is this So when, when you have
1: a subordinate yelling at you, hitting your son, who's, like, right. threatening to kill him and everything. He's, he's like,
0: just, you work for me. Yeah, you got to think in any other instance, that guy's going to butcher this dude. And right? then he just goes, oh. He goes, oh. And he's probably like, <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> and so then that's when, like, his little helper guy, Vigo's little helper guy is like, should we, you want it's me to send, uh, some, all send state some guys? Guy. Guy. Yeah, it's the fucking, it's the mayhem or guy. The ma- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all state, right? Yeah, I think so. Um. He's like, do you want me to send some guys? And, he, and he's basically like, yeah, task a crew, send a bunch of dudes, basically. So John Wick like knows they're fucking... Okay, oh, I think he calls John on his, on his phone, right? right? And John picks up the phone but doesn't say anything. He's like, hello, John. And Vigo's kind of like, he's trying to start kind of placating towards him. Being like, Let's not resort to our baser instincts, yada, yada. John just hangs up. Doesn't say a fucking word, just hangs up. And Vigo's like, fuck. We pissed off the wrong guy. And he gives his son a hug and he's like, yeah.
1: Mm, "Goodbye."
0: Yeah. And that's the, like, and, then, and then there's the whole scene of like his son doesn't know who the fuck John Wick right. is. He has no clue what he's Cuz he goes, did. "It's not what you did, son. It's, it's who, who you did, did it to." And he's like, "That fucking nobody." And he's like, "That fucking nobody, fucking nobody is John, John Wick." Wick. <laughs> I fucking love that Dude. part so much. The, I would say the first movie has the best lines
1: in it's it. It's got the best
0: fucking lines. I wouldn't it's say so it's, great.
1: I wouldn't say it's the best action um, from I would say it's the most modest, like it's modest action. Like you're like, to okay, I can see all of there's, this shit. Going there's down. good action, right. but it's
0: like very, very tame. compared but like, to what you get in the, the sequels. F-
1: third one, I think, like the starting fight when he's throwing, he like gets. They, you know, he's running away, and then he gets into, like, a fucking room with all
0: of these throwing knives everywhere. Oh my God, the throwing knife scene is and fucking
1: crazy. it's just, like, five to ten minutes of straight, like, <laughs> just ten throwing <laughs> knives keep, going into, like, different people. They keep, people. like, taking
0: their elbow, bashing in a window, right. grabbing a bunch of knives, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. throwing them at each other. <laughs> and it's just, like, we could have done, like,
1: half of this, and I would have gotten the fucking point. Like, yeah, this would yeah. have been good. <laughs> but it's, like, holy shit. It just keeps going, and then... Every time, you know, he's got blood coming on, his, and he the glass is broken, he, he always is a limp, because like it's like the yeah. Kung Fu, you know, he gets yeah. kicked in the leg and shit. And he, like, limps his way away, and then all of a sudden he, like, turns around, and there's another dude on a corner that's, like, staring at him. And then he, like, turns around again, there's another dude, and then there's, like, four cars behind him, and it's just like, the dude can't even breathe. Like, maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah, he needs yeah. to take a piss. Well, like, that's, him-
0: a, that's another thing that I think they did really well, is, like, look, this guy other than the fact that he is literally the boogeyman to all of these assassins he's still old like he's in his right. he's getting into his elder years he's retired so he's not just going to go through all these fights and look come out looking pristine on the other end like he's not superman he's he's going to be fucking beat up like he's going to be walking around with a limp he's going to be all bloody his face is going to be cut up well, he's going to have some broken ribs in like ribs a 10v1 situation he's not going to Right. Know. like he's not he's not neo from the matrix you know even though well, this is, is the actor who played neo from the matrix Which is another thing I wanted to mention, actually. I think the reason why... The main reason why these movies work as well as they do and why the action and fight choreography is so fucking good is because Keanu, the creators of this series and the guy who directed all four movies was Keanu's stunt coordinator on the Matrix movies. And this guy's a lifelong stunt coordinator. um, And so if there's anyone who knows... How to do action scenes and fight choreography very well. It's a stunt coordinator. It's a it, guy who spent his entire career in Hollywood doing exactly that. It also helps for other action filmmakers.
1: When Keanu is, he goes through the technical training for like the guns. Yes, he, he yes. Lo- You know, if you could go watch the videos of him training, yeah, doing all the walkthroughs, At that you know, live tactical place, live he goes firing through rounds.
0: Like, he, he knows he his he way around that. firearms. Clearly, he's done he all. He also.
1: Training. Um, I think he. I don't know if he's a black belt, but I think he might be like a brown belt. And I don't know in if it's jujitsu yeah. or another um, martial arts. Yeah. But he's like he's he clearly, does all of his shit, and he yes. he takes it like he
0: takes it very seriously. He's it's putting not in a bunch work. of made up shit. Yeah. Like it's yeah.
1: stuff that you could see in specific competitions. You're right. like You're not going to go on the street and see someone with a gun, get <laughs> you know, half the shit that happens. You're going to be like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because then it also becomes, and I thought of this the other day. I'm like. All these other assassins that are, you know, I get it's John Wick, right? And, and I'm, I'm being critical of the movie here. But they're just a bunch of stormtroopers out there. I mean, yeah. this dude survives f- probably, what, t- 5,000 people trying to kill him in these movies? Like, yeah. that's what it feels like I'll, at least. I'll
0: actually get to that because I, I have the amount of people that die. But in it's just every, like
1: a bunch movie. of fucking stormtroopers shooting at him because right. he never gets, like, a head's a pretty big target. Yeah, yeah. From semi-close range. Yeah. He never gets fu- like he gets hit. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, yeah, we got stormtroopers out. Y'all, y'all are supposed to be assassins.
0: It's a little bit of that. Like you're not really worried for Luke Skywalker's safety when right. the stormtroopers are shooting at him. They're not going to kill him, right. right? Like it's Luke Skywalker. He's got the plot armor of like he's gonna he's gonna live if it's
1: not the um, main guy shooting at him. You're like okay, right. he's not even going to get hit. He's if not even the main get guy, touched, guy. Like yeah.
0: shoots at him. He's
2: like oh, it- it'll fuck. be and a clean. Oh, blow that whatever. one hits yeah. you. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Um, so. Anyway, another thing I kind of wanted to get to—we don't have to go beat by beat through every movie, but what oh, I really love uh, about this whole series—and and this is an idea that I like, truly believe in—in in just life in general—is that choices have consequences. That's a big theme throughout this entire movie series, right? So, karma going all the way back to the beginning. He's gotten out of this life. Vigo actually kind of talks about a little bit about what John had to do to get out. They gave him this impossible task. Right. He somehow pulled it off. The bar- the bodies he buried that day laid the foundation for who we are. Yada yada right. yada. He, he gives, wasn't supposed to survive. He wasn't supposed to survive, but he's such a fucking badass that he did anyway, right? Like that all this happened, we don't we don't see this. This right. all happened before we get introduced in, in the beginning of the first movie. Um but so the going all the way back to the very beginning John has to make a choice when Theon Greyjoy comes by and beats him up, kills his dog, steals his car. Do I do nothing about this or do I go fucking kill this guy? And he knows that if he goes and kills this guy, there will be consequences. And the consequences of that mean bringing that guy's dad's wrath down upon him, which consequently sucks him back into the world. It's, it's the line that Winston gives him in the continental. in the first one, he goes, Just a reminder, if you dip so much as a pinky back into this pond... Something might come reaching back out to pull you back in. He gives him that warning. He's like He's like the the man that you are
1: will come back out again. Right. Because Right. Once you're this way, you're always gonna like you might have been out of it, but
0: you were never out of it. That part of you was always lurking inside of you. And that's kind of what a lot of characters tell him in the later movies is like this is who you are. You're a killer. (laughs) You will never get away from it. And you are the killer. This is this is what your life is about, is to take other lives.
1: Again, spoiler alert, but that's why at the end of the fourth one. He doesn't die he's not fucking dead <laughs>
0: we we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that save save that to he's not dead so he goes through the whole thing kills in fact I have the amount of people he kills uh, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos about it there's people who track it he fucking murders all these people eventually kills Vigo's son and has a big showdown with Vigo at the end of the first movie kills Vigo too so you're like okay I after mean, he gave Vigo a way out he right Vigo gave him
1: which gave by up the his way
0: son talk about a choice right. Vigo, literally gave up his literally son. gave up his son to John Wick so that he could survive, survive.
1: and then he dies in the end.
0: Talk because about it.
1: He went back on his words. So. What
0: a fucking decision that must have been. Um. Anyway, so if if John Wick one ends and we never get another one, it's a it's basically a perfect beginning, middle, and end of a story of a revenge plot. Right. There's this badass guy. He has this horrible thing happen to him. Comes out of retirement, kills all these people, gets revenge. Kills the bad guy. He gets another puppy at the end. All right, we're good. No, no, no. Number two starts. He steals a He still The very beginning of two is him just kind of wrapping up loose threads from the first one. He's got to get his car back still, right? right. So there's the whole scene of him storming the warehouse of Vigo's brother. Right. Who, like, owns this warehouse where they, they steal cars, and I'm sure, I think
1: it's a tag... Like, they own, like, a taxi depot as the yeah, front to their it's business. It's the front,
0: yeah. And then, meanwhile, they're stealing cars and, you right. know, chopping them up and doing who knows what with them. Uh, so, anyway, he comes in, kills a whole bunch more fucking people to get his car back that's one of the whole like vigo's brother which i forget i could look up his character's name but he calls him on his phone in the office and he he, like answers and john wick just says to him in russian you have my car and just hangs up and he's just the whole time like i love his facial expressions that dude's facial expressions in the office the whole time because he can just hear all All this commotion outside and all these guys dying and he's just kind of like wide-eyed the whole time like oh fuck Oh fuck! And he gives the whole speech to that dude again of like he killed a bo- he killed three men and in a bar. and The guy's with like pencil. with a pencil. With
1: I know the it's like, with pencil? the
0: fucking pencil. Who the fucking do that? So fucking great. Well, anyway, then, anyways, then so he the, makes peace with him. Yeah. So I was, then I was gonna say like so then you think like all right, he's got revenge for the puppy. He's got the car back now. Car's beat to shit, but he's got the car back now. He can give it back to the chop shop guy. He can fix it up. Whatever. No, you think. <laughs> Italian dude shows up. Now, this is the big inciting event for the second movie. Italian guy shows up. Now we learn about markers. And he's like, you know, back when you had your impossible task and you wanted to get out. Well, the only reason you were able to do that is because I helped you because of this marker. You owe me one. I want you to kill my sister who sits at the high table. I want to sit at the high table. And John's. And like
1: she just got the position because yeah. their dad died and yeah. he was
0: the one that ran the family. Yeah. And John's like, please don't make me do this. I just got back out again. And this guy's basically giving him the same sort of speech that everyone else in the series gives him, which is like, yeah, you're not out. You were never out. This is who you are. You're a fucking killer. You're the best killer we have. You have to do this for me. And John basically he's tells like, him to fuck he's off. He's like, do this right? for
1: me or something bad is going to happen yeah. to
0: you. John basically tells him, no, I'm not doing it. And so the guy, like, fucking just drives down the road, just levels, his <laughs> launches grenades or whatever, or rockets at his fucking house, levels his whole house. You kind of think we're... They kind of fake you out initially thinking, oh, my God, his new puppy's yeah, going to die. Was,
1: Jesus, that, fuck. I totally forgot. I'm like, does the dog survive? <laughs> and, I, and I'm, like, sitting there waiting. I'm like, the dog's got to die. And I'm like, dude, how many dogs are they going to kill in
0: this? And then yeah, the dog's, yeah. like,
1: sniffing him outside. I'm like... Yeah, the second oh, dog I couldn't has, remember.
0: has a little more staying power. Uh so anyway he's like, All right, I guess I gotta go do this thing for this guy, right? So he shows up to Italy. Another impossible to, task. Well he shows up, you find out there's a continental in Italy. So in this Rome. is when you're kind of first introduced to like, oh, I guess these guys are everywhere and there's a continental pretty much in every, you know, major city across right. the world. And I love it how the the manager of the Continental in Rome asks him if he's there for the Pope. <laughs> He's he like, goes, I have to no. ask, are you here for the Pope? And he's like, no. He's like, okay, well, welcome. Okay, all right, okay. Well, I can breathe a little bit easier now. uh so anyway and then there's a really great scene where he goes to see the sommelier there's the guy that's part of one of the services that these continentals offer is like you can kind of go down there and be like hey I'm looking for guns for such and I such need scenario this, this and yeah this. and I need, I need knives and I need- he goes and gets fitted that's I think the second one's where that's they, when they introduced, introduced those suits with like the Kev- Kevlar right, the, the and the Kevlar's, lining or something
1: right the Kevlar's in like the suit jacket in the so lining the you don't lose jacket. mobility yeah. but
0: it's bulletproof but you can still get like block knives right. and, and, some, and some gunfire and stuff like that and anyway he goes to the one thing that uh, I'm pretty sure there's a scene like this in every single movie. I can't remember the one in the third, but I I know I can picture it for the first, second, and fourth. There's always a really good nightclub scene in every John Wick movie. Every movie. Where he goes through and there's a bunch of people that are like clearly just like rolling or something and just dancing to a bunch of crazy house music. And he's just running around, snapping necks, shooting people in the face. And all these people dancing are just like, whatever. I'm just going to keep dancing. Um, I think... What was the one from the third one? What's the club scene from the third one? Is there one? I know there's a club scene. There's always a fucking club scene.
1: I just watched it last night. Let me try and. I was gonna say it's more fresh in your, your memory.
0: I know there is one. I just can't think of it right now. Because in the, the in the first one, there's the nightclub that's basically owned by Vigo and like his henchmen or whatever, and he's in like the bathhouse part of it, and that's where like he's killing all those people trying to track down Theon. And Theon has to go running through the club like basically in his swim trunks or whatever, and he's killing all these guys throughout the club. The second one, there's the Italian nightclub scene where then he then goes down into the catacombs afterwards and kills like a thousand people. It's
1: like her party.
0: Yeah, it's her party. And then Common finds out Common's character is like another like pretty badass assassin. He's like her head bodyguard. He's in charge of protecting her and he kind of sees after John Wick has... I mean, he put the finishing touch on her, but she killed herself. He, basically, I was she gonna say he
1: didn't kill her; she killed herself because right. she wanted to go out on her own way. Right, right. But he shot her in the head to be like,
0: "I shot her." Yeah, like in the I, like hand. I did it. Like, yeah,
1: I finished her off.
0: I finished her off. Yeah. Uh. So then he's Commons character, runs into John on like John's way out, and they have yeah, this they whole have an epic, they have this right? whole exchange of like, like he knows who John is, and right. he's like, and John, knows he's kind of he deducing is. like. If he's here, there's only one reason he's here, and it's to kill the lady that right. I'm trying to protect. Because why else would John Wick be here? He's not here to kill some random person, right? So he's kind of like, "You work in the night?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Good night." He's like, "Yeah."
1: <laughs> and then he goes running back right. and finds her
0: dead. Yeah, yeah. So then that kind of there's the whole rivalry with him in common throughout the movie, but that whole. Like Rome nightclub leading into the uh, catacomb scene is just fucking crazy. Cause he goes in ahead of time and stashes all these like right. shotguns and everything everywhere. And the shotgun action in the second one, especially, is fucking nuts. The third one gets pretty
1: nutty with the shotgun. <laughs> well, action and as the well. fourth one. Like they, yeah. they just
0: keep ratcheting up the action each time. So anyway.
1: I can't think of the club. I don't know if there was a club scene in the third one. I really don't. They play the music, but I don't know yeah. if there was like an actual. Cause I think. Was it the fourth one is when he goes and busts the dude's tooth the gold yes. tooth out?
0: The fourth one's with the big fat Russian guy. Yeah, and that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole yeah. series. Cause Cause that's definitely so in I don't know I don't know if, I don't I know if third, the third one does. I don't know Maybe. if there was one in yeah. the third.
1: There I mean there's more trippy scenes in the third with like the right. music playing. Right. Um but I don't know if there was I'll like have to a rewatch it and see scene. if I
0: can remember. I know I, there probably is one and we're forgetting. Cause that's like a staple of the John wick. I can't, franchises. yeah, like, I can't remember. There's always gotta be head. a club scene where he's just murking people and everyone's dancing and not, you know, paying any attention. Um, so anyway, second one, he kills, kills home girl. Shit has just popped off at this point. Now everyone wants to kill him. He ends up kind of like, trying to go back and he's he's decided like I'm gonna kill the Italian guy, the brother Well so
1: so he kills he kills the sister. Yeah. And as he's trying to escape the catacombs, the brother has like his side I don't know if they're oh, in a relationship or that's whatever. Right, that's But right, like that's that chick, right. the the deaf chick, she um he sends she's she's down them in the catacombs John. right so That's he's right. then That's trying right. to That's kill right. john and john knows who's then trying to kill him so those are the guys he's end up fighting those aren't the guys that right. he already killed all the it's the brother's the guys right it's the brother's guys because yeah.
0: he wants him dead because basically he- the brother was trying to organize this thing where john kills his sister which opens him up to sit at the high table right. and then he's gonna have john killed so he's like now my problems all right. my problems are gone right now it's you know off with, to the and races. then
1: so like John fights all of those guys and then he right. fights Common as he's getting on the subways yeah. and, and they have that and little shootout scene
0: there. where they're like with the silencers like right. shooting at each other in a crowded train Which station. Which would never happen. No in the one's world. noticing. Like,
1: beep, beep. No, so, one, no one gets shot. Either. Yeah.
0: So this is this is one of those things where you start seeing scenes like this and you're like, this is our own little world. We're existing in here. Like, this is not the real world because these people are just totally oblivious of all right. of this violence that is happening. And even there's some scenes. I think it's the third one where they're just like literally slitting guys' throats in the middle of Grand Central Station. Like, right, and kid, just kids go walking, walking in right by, like has in their just totally oblivious. I'm like, if some guy got his throat slit in the middle of Grand Central Station, that would be a big fucking deal. Right,
1: just dude laying. Well, I mean, maybe just not bleeding in New York. out all over the floor. Maybe that's just everyday New York. They're well, like, yeah.
0: I think that one's dead, and they're like, we'll, we'll get someone to pick him up in <laughs> yeah. a week or two.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you're like, yeah, it's
0: normal. So. Uh, he eventually has he, – he makes his way all the way to – he's chased the Italian guy into the Continental, right, in in Rome. Or, no, is it in New no, York? No, he chased – so is it's it all at the, the very end. He's all the way back in New York yeah. because it's um, – Winston's, Winston's there, there and That's he right.
1: goes, John, Cause like, John, John yeah. just calm down. Because basically the Italian doing. guy
0: is, like, taunting him, saying, like, I can stay in here forever. You right. can't kill he me. Goes, He's like, a man could stay in here however many days and never eat, the same, and never eat twice. the same meal twice or whatever. And John's just standing there, like, holding the gun, being like, really want to fucking kill this guy. And Winston's like, John, don't do it. Right. You can't conduct business on continental grounds. And John just basically says, fuck it. Caps just, the guy in the yeah. head. And then that's when Winston's like, what have you done? He, he says that, and John goes,
1: yeah. I know what I've done. Yeah. And then he goes, I'll give you one hour until right. I declare you
0: excommunicado. Exactly, yeah. So number two wraps up with that incident number three picks up right away
1: number two wraps up with him meeting with winston in like central park or something a bunch of people are walking around yes and they're all assassins that you find out and winston's like you have one hour and is more or less saying get your fucking head start because in one hour the word goes out to everybody and
0: winston didn't have to do that winston just clearly cares for john and they have some sort of a history right it's never really clear what Winston is to John, if that's like, I, I've read some theories that that is John's wife's dad, so it'd be mm. John's father-in-law. I kind of like that theory, but it's never we really can make explained. Him be whoever we want, it's never really explained. They have a connection. Winston cares for John. John cares for Winston. They have a connection. Right, but then like uh, the ending of that is John running. Well,
1: that—that's what that's people that's, are like. All looking at him as he's running through yeah. the park, and, and you start to pick up. Oh, they're an assassin.
0: there yeah. Because everyone's like getting the text him. of like he's got this fourteen million dollar so, bounty on his head. Now yeah, he's he running with him, his yeah. dog, and you're like, well, oh, this
1: poor fucking dog. That's man. one of the
0: most iconic scenes happens right before that though, where he he tells Winston, and I don't know. What is your mileage on? It seemed like a very because listen, Keanu, in my opinion, is not the greatest actor in the world. He's a great movie star and a great action star and a great screen presence. But he is capable of good acting, but it almost seems like a deliberate choice for some of his line delivery to be, like, extra cheesy. When he's like, Yeah, I think I'm back. I'm thinking I'm back. Like, just the way he says it all is, like, Is that really the best he could do or are they kind of like deliberately making it like John's kind of this awkward guy? I think he's an awkward guy. Who's just really fucking good at killing people for some
1: reason? I think think he's just an... I mean, I think he's just an awkward guy. Like if you go back and look at his history, like he's an orphan that was raised to kill and then becomes... You know what we find out pretty much is the greatest assassin out there. And then his his social skills. I think his social skills are like I can kill you, but but I don't know how to have a conversation. Sitting down and having a friendly conversation is not going to exist
0: because he does a lot of like people will say something to him, he'll be like,
1: yeah, (laughs) like it's just like this real Keanu
0: line. Well, like at the end of yeah,
1: at at the end of three, when one of the guys that he kills, like the main or one of the main like uh, what antagonist or whatever, he kills him. He's like John, I'll be right behind you, and he goes. No, you won't. And just walks no, away. And I'm you like, won't. Yeah. Ah, there's, there's probably room for better dialogue here, <laughs> but, you know, we'll move
0: that's on. That's not why that. we're here. But anyway, what I was getting to is like, he has that famous scene at the end of two where Winston's like, You have one hour, yada, yada. And he's like, Tell them, tell them all, whoever it is, I'll kill them. I'll kill them all and it's just like (laughs) it's really cool but it's like the way he delivers it is like so cheese ball-y I don't know and and you know Winston's sitting there like yeah I know you will yeah and Winston's like so there's a really fantastic Winston line I think it's at the end of three if we can kind of we'll cover three but we'll skip ahead real quick after he's like shot him off the roof you know at the end of three and he's coming down or no When is it? Maybe it's it's the beginning of three. It's the beginning of... No, it's... And the concierge guy asks Winston, he's like, do you think... Oh, I think it is the beginning of three because it's like the contract's open. He's excommunicado. It's right as the excommunicado And and the guy's asking Winston, do you think he stands a chance? And Winston has this great line where he's like, all of the assassins in the world after him, a $14 million bounty on his head. He's like, and it's just him? I think the odds are about even, basically. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's like, like, yeah, it's
1: pretty 50 50 of He's one. like, I think the
0: odds are about even. Because, like, Winston knows, like, John is just. Because the concierge that is also, like, dude.
1: friends with John.
0: Right. And you come to find out in the third one, the concierge is a badass motherfucker, well, too. Well, I think you have to beat him. Well, you, and you find out in the fourth one that a concierge is also yeah. a badass. Chick. All these concierge people are not like they did not get hotel and restaurant hospitality right. majors in college. They like they are <laughs> savage. <laughs> this ain't no Marriott. Yeah, <laughs> this is not this is not the guy checking you in. Shout out Super to our a. sponsor Marriott. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so three kind of starts off with he's off with him running, Cado, and it's he's running through the streets of New York City. It's raining. He's, he's got, he keeps checking his watch because clock's ticking down he's got his dog he's got his dog he ends up going to the new york public library and you find out he's got this like stash there of some gold coins this ticket this like big medallion necklace thing which is a ticket it's kind of like a rosary comes in later um and like a gun i think and he he's stashed it all in this like Big heavy. It's an old Russian, crazy, book. very obscure old like Russian poetry or mythology. Yeah, or When some he shit. says it to the
1: lady checking in, she's like, second floor." Kind of like, who the yeah. fuck is into that? Right.
0: Well, which is like why he hid it in that because right. no one's checking that book out. That's the most obscure book in the history of the fucking world. So anyway, he goes up there and he kind of flips open to the middle of it, and you find out one of the pages is like a false page, and he gets all his stuff out, and that's when it's Boban Boban Marjanovic, or Marjanovic, it, right like, from the NBA, seven, like, six guy from yeah. the NBA. Kind of a fun cameo for him. He's this seven foot six, lengthy dude. He's the
1: tall guy you see in the State Farm commercials when the kids jump out and they're acting as him. That's the guy that comes in.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he's got the, I think it's a goldfish one where he's got that little fake mini hand. Have you seen that commercial? (laughs) He's got some pretty good comedic timing. Um, Anyway, you find out in John Wick 3 that he's an assassin in this world, and he's kind of trying to get the jump to be the first one to have an opportunity. John's like... John right, you know I still have 10
1: minutes right and he goes Yeah he's like it's a lot that, that, of money he goes they'll never know Yeah and and it's like well, he, he goes true.
0: he's like it's a lot of money John and he's like not if you're not around to, right. ki- right. to spend it he's it's like not- are you
1: sure this is worth it and Yeah. He, and then he like attacks him and, and he he attacks dies. him and
0: John Wick basically kills him with a book basically like snaps his neck with well, a Well then
1: book. then he goes to the doc and like gets patched up and You'll, then yeah, he's like doc yeah. doc 3 seconds yes. and then as soon as the clock hit six, I think is what it was. Yeah, they're like
0: watching the clock on the wall. The doc he, has to just stop. He has to stop. He's in the mid suture, like suturing right. up John, because John got kind of stabbed he like, got in the top of the yeah. shoulder or whatever. And he's
1: like, it's a puncture wound. Yeah, yeah. And then he tells him where. And so then he goes, John, John, they're going to know I helped you. He's right, like, right. So he goes, shoot me right here. And John just shoots him right away. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, oh, oh. And then he's like, okay. Right here, he's like, just don't hit the carbone, and he's like, fuck shoots <laughs> him again, yeah. <laughs> and then he and like it, puts the gun down. He's like, thanks, doc.
0: Yeah, it's kind of cool because the doc's like, I'm a doctor. I can tell you where to shoot me, where it's not going to be fatal, right? And you kind of find out like at the
1: Which beginning hint until that- number four. Remember the spots you got shot in. Oh, just telling you.
0: Good point. Good point. We'll get to that here in a second. That's why he's um, dead. I remember. So you're kind of led to believe when you first see that scene of like. How are they really gonna know? Why is this doctor so scared that they're he he has to make John shoot him twice to be convincing that he would have helped John? And then you later find out there's this concept of an adjudicator in right. this world. And she I guess like works for the high table, it's you're kinda led to believe. Right. She and,
1: she works for that. So and, she's like Above the assassins and the continental workers
0: because she works directly for the high table, right? Right, and so she this adjudicator starts coming around and she's basically she goes to Winston first, the continental, ends up going to the Bowery King, giving them each seven days saying, We know that
1: you aided him, right?
0: And basically saying, Like, somehow you don't really know how they know this, but somehow. They know that Winston and the Bowery King have aided John in the prior movie, in Chapter 2. In, killing,
1: in, in the death at the... Well, so, it was because Winston owns the Continental, right. and he was killed in the Continental. And the gun that was used in the killing
3: was given to him by the by King. By the Bowery King, yeah. So that's and how all of this they link those two. And all of this happened. Right. You, you're supposed to not be giving him any assistance, but these guys did. Well, no, he wasn't excommunicado yet.
1: Because he kills, he kills him in in the the Continental, and that's when he becomes excommunicado. Oh yeah, they gave him the stuff before he killed him, but because. It happened on company property. I think that's why the high table... And it, he was a seating member at the high table. Yeah. So I think that's why they're like, well, you gave him the gun. It yeah. was on your property. And they're like, right. what the fuck did you want me to do? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I can't stop and him. And that's kind
0: of like Winston's argument of like, well, I, I can't control him. Right. Like, clearly, he's killed like 9 million fucking people in the last two weeks Like over right. a dog. Like, what do you want me to do? What do you want
1: do me about? to fucking yeah. do? And they're like, what happened on your watch? So yeah. you're fucked.
0: So anyway, this adjudicators is going around. And that kind of puts into context how scared... And why the doctor was so scared. Because he's like, they're going to know. And there's going to be punishments for this, which right. you see.
1: It's paid in blood.
0: Right. They're basically giving Winston seven days to get his affairs in order. They end up fucking slicing up the Bowery King. He, seven
1: he, slices for seven bullets right. or whatever. She teams
0: up with those samurai guys, the, the bald dude who works right. at the sushi joint and his two, like,
3: apprentice uh, apprentices. Which, fun fact, while, while I'm thinking <laughs> about it, because that was a good action. The Continental became res- not rescinded, re- deconsecrated. Deconsecrated,
1: that was, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what. A- which means business was allowed to be conducted. So yes. the people that didn't want to, you know, die, they all left the hotel because they're yeah. like, "Well, fuck this! Like yeah. it's open season on anyone." Then, yeah. even though it's all about John Wick, and so they have an epic fight scene. Well, apparently, those two, I believe, are brothers in real life. And they're from, like, I think, the Philippines or, or Indonesia. About the,
0: the two guys, like the, the blade guys, right? Yeah, the yeah. Third yeah. One? Where he yeah, could yeah.
1: have killed him, but didn't kill him, right? Right. And I think they're real life brothers. And they were talking to each other like off set in their native language. And John go or uh, Keanu goes, make them talk to each other in their native language. Like it'll sound more realistic than more
0: authentic, yeah.
1: And, and so that's why they spoke to each other in, in whatever you know language they spoke. But I was like, "That's kind of interesting." That that's cool. It's like, well, I just a random
0: snippet. But also, while we're talking about those two guys, and I haven't seen these movies, so I might be incorrect in this. But there are a couple of movies called The Raid and The Raid Two that are, and I don't know. They're like they're foreign films, I believe, and I don't know if they're like Japanese, Chinese. I don't know what they are.
1: Asian, films. yeah,
0: some sort of Asian films, but they're action movies. And all of the action nuts I've read online, like The Raid and The Raid Two, are two of like the dopest action movies ever. And I think those two guys are in either mm. one or both of those movies. So it was kind of like an homage from the John Wick guys to put those two guys in their movie because right. they're like, hey, game recognized game kind of thing of like, you guys are some of the best to do it. We want well, to put and, you, and in, you this, in this perform, action And if you can actually perform, like Bruce
1: Lee could actually perform, right. kung, fu, so perform in actual tasks. kung fu, so you perform
0: into a kung fu movie. It's not just an actor who's trying to learn how to learn martial arts. It's a martial artist that they're teaching how to act, right. basically. Which you don't need. Which to is a know lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. you have two you lines of dialogue. Right. You just need to like look like a fucking badass, which you already know how to do. So right. there we go. It's easy. Um, but yeah. So remind me again. How does he end up? So there's the whole thing where he eventually. Oh, he. He has to take the ticket to the, the ballerinas, basically, so which he, we'll get to in a second, because that's going to lead into a spinoff movie they're planning. And there's, like, the head lady of these ballerinas, this, like, dance right, So So I hall. think she
1: is... So he leaves the doctor's office, and he, try, he gets in a taxi, right? Uh-huh. And he's got his dog with him. And so you're thinking, okay, the dog's going to stay with him the whole movie. But yeah. everyone's sitting there going, just don't let anything happen to the dog. <laughs> right, right. He gets in this taxi... Gives him the gold coin, So it's obviously a taxi that knew where the yeah. Continental was and works for. Right. Works inside of this, you know, as you're saying, this world. Um, and then, in typical New York fashion, it's just a fucking like, traffic gridlock yeah. of traffic.
0: So John realizes, like, I don't have. So the John goes, yeah.
1: make sure the concierge receives him. Right. Right. And so he leaves the dog in the taxi, and then. You know, they show the dog getting out of the concierge at the the um, the Continental. So you're like, okay, the dog's safe because yeah, it's yeah. it's off limits now. Right. And then, he, yeah, he just starts running. He he bangs on the window of the it's a, a the theater, like a yeah. Broadway theater, and shows. Well I don't know if it's a rosary or if it's a
0: crucifix. And don't forget, he has to kill a bunch of dudes before he even gets right. to So that whole knife scene you were talking about, the throwing. Right, that knives, happens. All that happens after from, he leaves the doctor's office right, because that f- is when he becomes yeah. excommunicado. Yes. And there's the whole scene <laughs> This scene is really preposterous, but also kind of cool that they did this. <laughs> he like runs into this little like warehouse type place and he goes up a couple flights of stairs and he's in this room. Right before you get to like the throwing knife scene part, oh, with the pistol, the with old the like pistol revolver, and it's almost like, sort of like a museum and antiquities for like firearms, and he basically like breaks the glass and starts pulling out. He pulls out what he thinks is going to be an operable gun. Right, they're both like Colt revolvers from like yeah, the late eighteen hundreds. Figures out that the bullet that he has there with him won't fit, so he starts taking apart this Colt revolver or whatever from way back right. in the day. And like taking parts from other guns and kind of like doing this Frankenstein mashup of a revolver. And he takes, oh, he's painstakingly for like five minutes, puts this all these little intricate pieces together, make sure everything works. He's like holding it up to his ear to make sure it's like clicking right, through the, the cylinders, cylinders, clicks, loads one bullet in it just in time for this guy to come rushing through the door. Him. <laughs> headshots him, puts the gun down and just runs away. It's like the whole thing was And then, then it was literally the crazy
1: knife scene we were talking about right. where it's just like 10,000 throwing knives yes. laying around apparently. Yeah, they're 20, in this like 20 hallway. dudes dead all with like yeah. eight throwing knives in them. Yeah. <laughs> and you're sitting there like, that was the most insane. This, that that knife scene fight also I ends ever. with
0: one of the most gruesome s- kills ever, where he slowly but surely digs just the knife right into that guy's side. eye. Because oh. the guy's like holding his hand, and like he's just slowly but surely losing the battle with John. And you just, know what's like, crazy the guy didn't even his like, his like scream or anything. He's just like, oh yeah, oh.
1: and I was like, I wouldn't be going, oh man, yeah, if no, I had a you fucking would be screaming.
0: A knife is going into your eyeball.
1: You know, I'm not. A, a fucking expert on this, but I don't think you die instantly from that. No, it. Like, I don't I'm think you pretty do. Pretty sure if, if
0: you get poked in the eye, you don't die. So like, yeah. just because a knife is going into it, you're not going to be like, ah. Oh. Right, there's going to be a few seconds there before that knife goes into his brain, right. where he's in immense. And even then, of pain.
1: you might not die if it goes into your brain. Like, like you know, you could get stabbed in the heart. Yeah. Like I think it's in the no, it's in Cassian, the Yeah, in the second he, one, he stabs he, he him in the subway, that knife and he into goes his heart. He goes, you have two choices: pull the knife out and die. Or leave it in and survive. He goes, yeah. you can thank me later. Or yeah, he's whatever. like, consider it a professional right. courtesy. Yeah, and then he so he sits there and he's like looking at his chest. Like, fu- I mean, that's how Steve Irwin died when the mm. the bar went into his heart. They pulled it out, which then allowed him and to bleed out. Bled. Whereas yeah. if you leave it in there, it'll clot up around it. Right. Obviously, not a good thing to have it there.
0: But but it's preferable but it to clot the blood
1: yeah, and yeah. gives you a better chance of surviving. Right. Right. And so it's one of those like. What if the knife in your brain doesn't kill you right away? It might dampen some of your functions. But he's just like into his eyes like, oh, and
0: I'm like, "Ah." (laughs) yeah, I'd be like "Ah." that dude would have been screaming bloody murder. Yeah. So this is all he has to kill all these people. And I think there's even the scene where he does he get on the horse at this point or is that later in the movie? So
1: he gets out and then that's when, you know, he's then in the, the street with yeah. all of the cars coming at him. Because this yeah. is like two groups. The first group who just killed all the throwing knives wasn't the group of like the samurai sword guys. Because there's only like five of those guys. Yeah. But this is like a group that's like, oh, we saw him leave they the saw doctor. saw the open contract. And yeah. so then they go... And then it's like, I don't know. I don't know if they were... Um, of like Indian descent or if they were like frat boys, but they're all in like their suits, <laughs> which is funny. And they go try and kill him. And that's when the horse scene, and he has like that's right. eight dudes die from a horse, double kicking them in the uh-huh. head. And I'm like, yeah. that's brutal,
2: but it yeah. could happen. Yeah. So for you sure. Know, for sure. Could happen. I'm like,
1: yeah. well, at least no horse was shot in the process of the movie. <laughs> right. But so that happens. He gets out of that massive fight mm-hmm. at, because you know, like the Clydesdale taking people on like carriages. That's why there's horses in New York. Right. Gets out of there. I don't think anything else happens between there and him getting to the theater.
0: Yeah, because he ends up running up to the door at the theater. And she's like, "We're closed." She's like, We're closed, and he, he slams the ticket to the door, and he's like, "Let me in, basically." Right. And she looks up and sees he's all bloody and sweaty and, she and everything. She like right,
1: opens the yeah. door and then so, walking through. I don't know if they're Russian. I think they're Belarusian, which I right. probably you could say are they close to the same thing
3: yeah,
1: yeah um but that's when you find out that this is his family right this, this is, his is family. His, and they, his,
0: this really comes in in the fourth one too which
2: we'll get right. to in a second but so this
1: is when you find out this is his his family that raised him right and trained and trained him and, trained him and, and yeah. so then he goes in and meets who what i'm assuming is like the mother at least over in new york for right. this side right um and then so she takes him and they're like walking back and there's women ballerina and they have the same tattoos. It's like the cross on the right or left arm, another mm. thing on the opposite arm, and then whatever their back piece is. Yeah. But it has like their crest in the yeah. center of the back on all of these people.
0: And they like the, the they the the walk through a couple of rooms where they're like the guys doing who, the like kids are wrestling and wrestling like, and stuff. Yeah, so they're like, like they're grooming. Memories. Yeah, they're like mm. grooming young kids to be in this world.
1: And so then he goes. They go into like the room right to to talk, and um, then that's when he goes rip my ticket so then they rip off right. like the the cross and they put it on the end of just like it, it's probably something they have ready for this but right. it's just like a poker for a fireplace mm-hmm. and okay, they gotta heat, brand him. heat that bitch up and brand yeah. him right in the middle of the crest in the back yeah to probably say, hey ticket has gone like, tickets
0: punched yeah
1: and then he asked one favor because we're family and she had to help him but like that was the cost of helping yeah and she sends him to Casablanca. That's right. That's right. And then you find out... To the Casablanca uh, Continental. Right. To the Casablanca yeah. Continental where, again, the, the ticket's worldwide. Or right. the ticket. The, um, the contract is worldwide. So he can right. be killed anywhere, just yeah. not on Continental property. But he's not allowed at Continental property. Um, but then you find out that the the like samurai guys from the sushi place go into the, the, the theater and they're killing all the guards and everything. Oh yeah! And she gets, she has to put her hands together, uh-huh. and then they shove the blade through both of her hands really fast. Because the adjudicator lady right, showed cause, up. Because and, and that was her like, punishment, the blood punishment. Right. Um. It's
0: very cause, interesting because they're all
1: swearing fealty to exactly. the high table.
0: A, they, they keep saying everything's under the high table, right. like and and the the Belarusian lady or the Russian ladies like the high table and us have an agreement, and she's like, no one sits above the table. The adjudicator lady's like, right. I know you have your own system, and you have these tickets and all that. But like, John Wick is a wanted man. The High Table wants his life, and you helped him. You're gonna get a punishment. Right, you gotta kind pay. Of thing. Pay yeah. with blood. So pay she gets blood. stabbed through yeah. the
1: hands. You know, oh, it's fucking brutal. Which
0: honestly, dude, I think her punishment she got off real easy compared to the oh, Bowery yeah. King. The Bowery King got sliced the fuck up. Oh yeah, that was rough.
1: But then, so then you go to Casablanca.
0: Yeah, and, and he then, meets up with Halle Berry's character. Well, he, so
1: then he gets into a fight in the street of Casablanca, right, 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 and right. then. Um, I'm assuming he was the concierge at the, the Casablanca. Either that or the manager. Right. Yeah. He walks out and he goes, stop, stop, you know, and gets everyone to stop. And so he's like done and he goes, but he's excommunicado. Like one of the guys find him and he goes, yeah, but the manager here has granted him um, amnesty or whatever, amnesty yeah. or whatever to, to allow him in. And so he was like, oh, okay. They all stop fighting. And then he goes to walk away. And, you know, $14 million is a lot of money at right. this point. So one guy goes to do it and he just pulls a gun out and shoots Caps him in the, the head. Dude. Yeah. And he's like, <coughs> thanks. And then they go through the Continental, who you find out Halle Berry, I think, is the, the manager of the Continental.
0: Oh, I think she is. I think you're right. Yeah, she's the manager. And, and you find out. John Wick and this character, Halle Berry's character, have this long history, and he has a marker on her. right? Because he helped her, you find out just through dialogue and their conversation, he helped her get her daughter somewhere safely away from this life, because she was probably in danger due to what her mom did and all this kind of stuff. And for that, Halle Berry owes him. And so he's cashing in his blood marker, just like the Italian guy did with John in the second one, saying, like, you need to help me with this. Take me to your boss. I need to talk right. to him about going to see the High Table, and that's you go see Bron, <laughs> Sir Bron of the Thrones. Backwater. Got a lot of Game of Thrones actors in these movies, um, and he's like the guy he's a who's of the co- yeah, the gold kind coins. of in charge of the currency in this world, which is all these gold well, coins. He's
1: in charge of a mint yeah. of the world because he's like yeah. that was the first one minted here. He goes, it's really hard to track down, even harder to get. Right, and then he right. goes, and that's a uh, a marker. Right, and he goes, that's even harder to track down and get. Yeah, and you're like, damn. And then yeah. Halle Berry decides to go all fucking psycho because that guy shoots, Sir Braun of the Blackwater shoots her dog, and then yeah. he, she goes, "He shot my dog." And John White goes, "I know."
0: So he's like, "I get it. Like,
1: I get it. I know what the fuck." <laughs> Which is a ha- good ha- like, nod and call
0: back to like, "That's why we're all here right now," is because someone killed this guy's and, dog. Um,
1: but then those two, that, Th- that was kill an epic fucking so fight many scene. fucking
0: people. Yeah, because they basically know like that guy's kind of like her boss, even though she's the manager of the right. Continental. And he, one, he
1: sits higher because he's a currency maker for right, the high table right. and the soul society. And once
0: they know, once they have fucked him up, that everyone's gonna be trying to kill them. So right. they have to go basically kill all these fucking guys. So she drives him out to the desert, and then he's got to go like, basically what Bron told him was like, you got to go wander around in the desert walk until the they, old man
1: wants. If he wants to find you, he'll find you. Right. If not, you'll just you'll die.
0: If not, you're gonna die. So he wanders around out there until he basically passes out from exhaustion, and he's about to die. And they, some guy on, like, a camel shows up and picks up his body and takes him somewhere. And he wakes up in, like, this little tent with all these little ornate kind of, like, cool, you know, Egyptian-style, like, you know, furniture and all this kind of shit. And he's basically speaking to a member of the high table at this point. And he's saying, like, "I." it's kind of hard to follow, like, what the actual agreement is there. I think he's basically trying to say, like, hey, I know I'm excommunicado, but you need to help me... What is he trying to get so, out of that exactly? So he, I, I he's trying exactly to not be
1: excommunicado anymore. Okay, he's trying to get So he's trying to get the contract the off. The contract of him lifted, and he's just trying to say, "I want out." Right. And but you know I can't. I can't know, do that. when I can't everyone's do that, and so yeah. that's when the the high table guy goes, "Well, we'll give you one task, and when you finish this task." I will the the high table guy will go. I will we'll take away the we'll contract. We'll consider your debt paid. Right, he he yet. goes the mm-hmm. contract will be, you know, taken away so no longer people aren't trying to get a hit on John Wick. Right. And again in the way that this all works is he has to pay with blood. And so they bring out two tools. I don't know what one of the things was, but then it looked like the other one was a chisel. Yeah. And he goes and he he doesn't even like hesitate. He like looks at it, grabs it and then just chops his fucking ring finger off. Yeah. Gives the the guy at the high table his wedding ring.
0: From his now, from his now
1: deceased wife.
0: Well, and his now dislodged and his
1: finger, yeah, his <laughs> finger that doesn't exist his now anymore. Now separated finger, yeah, and gives it to him, and he goes, he's like, "Yep, yeah, this will work." And then they yeah. brand his finger or burn his finger
0: to stop the bleeding. Because right. the guys, ba- he was basically like, "Prove to me that you're 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 serious swearing about this, right. So, but John, in order to do that, chops off his. Wedding or his ring finger with the wedding ring on it gives him the ring, and then
1: he's like, "Well, what's my task?" And he goes, "You have to kill Winston." And he's like,
0: "He's like, what the fuck? What
1: the fuck?" Yeah. So then, that's how he gets back to the Continental. I kind of forgot about that. So then, we're all of a sudden back at the Continental in New York, and this is like the ending scene, really. Right. Is the dog is there with the concierge? Yeah. And then that's when like the what is the adjudicator Mm -hmm. is there as well, and she's like. You know, and and um, the kind of old guy's like, John? And he's like, Winston? And then he goes, I'm assuming you're here to kill me. And he goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, are you? And he goes, or they give him the gun with the adjudicator. And she goes, well, kill him. He goes, no, I don't think I will. And, like, gives the gun back to Winston. And that's when she lifts the protections of the Continental. She
0: deconsecrates and it. And
1: calls in the fucking... Like
0: busloads of these right. guys that show up that are in all this, like, armored, protective right. gear that's, like, bulletproof. basically bulletproof. And that's when... Yeah, you're right. This is kind of the climactic event of the third movie. Of Right. Like, this is the end of the movie. Now, John and the concierge guy, who you find out once he jumps into action is a fucking savage... Have to go basically defend Winston and the Continental against all these high-table assassins that are in this fully bulletproof armor. They're like samurai assassins, Right, and the samurai guys. And so they're just... Running around and John between John and the concierge guy just killing so many just, of these fucking yeah. dudes. And it, my favorite scene about
1: it though, he goes, they go into the, like the safe and drops the piss off. He goes, Winston, yeah. I need more firepower. Yeah, and Winston's yeah. sitting on the couch drinking bourbon with the dog. Right. And he's like, and What he's, do you need? He's like, What do you need? Yeah. And there's just guns all over. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then the concierge guy walks in and he's, he's the first one to grab a shotgun. So John looked at it and grabs it and he goes, Well, these do it. And he goes. Twelve gauge armor piercing, and armor so they put piercing. it on. Yeah. First shot just blows a guy's head off. I was like, "Oh, that'll do it." Yeah, yeah. You guys are good. <laughs> you guys are good. Don't need more. And so they just fucking.
0: That's when they go through, and they, the the stopping power of those shotguns. Oh, just are unreal and that's that's a, another they, they have a couple scenes like that in the second one but especially in the third one of where he's like he's got a guy who's basically dead he shot him and a couple times and he needs to again. reload and he kind of like just leans on him with the barrel of the gun and like <laughs> as he reloads a couple shells and then shoots him one more time while he's sitting there it's just fucking great those are some of the best scenes where like he's got a guy who's basically dead but not not quite right. dead yet, and he's just holding him there while he's, like, reloading or trying to get a knife out, and he's like, all right, now I'll fucking kill you, and then, like, lets him die. Well,
1: and then all of that happens, and she calls down for a parlay to right. Winston. So after they've killed,
0: like, wave after right. wave of these guys. The,
1: yeah. the, um, the Asian assassins are dead. Well, yeah. besides the two brothers, he lets them live. Yeah, they kind of have a like, draw I'll be seeing or whatever. And yeah. they're like, yeah, we, we got it. Like, yeah. fuck off.
0: Because like, or- they kind of beat his ass. They, right. they get him into a position where they could kill him, and they're like, man, he's kind of losing. And his then they like weapons the weapons down And they're like, the they're and like John, like, this is the great John Wick. He's getting a little old or whatever. And then one like, guy's like, well, easy. he was retired yeah. or whatever. And he's like, John was like, fuck off. Give me a second. And he he like up. stands up and has to take off they his They put the weapons down. Yeah, yeah. But then he
1: gets him in a spot where he can kill both of them. And right. he's like. And he doesn't do it. Yeah. And then that's when he kills like their leader who is. Yeah. And that's we, when he's like. That's the dude who's like basically a John Wick fanboy. Right. He's like.
0: This super badass samurai guy, but he's like in love with John Wick and he's idolizes like, John Wick. When
1: they're in the Continental before the restrictions are lifted, he's like, "John, I just want to let you know I'm a I'm, huge I'm a big, fan. Fan. Yeah. big fan. I'm <laughs>
0: really happy to meet you." He's yeah. like, "I wish it was under different circumstances, yeah. but I just want to let you know I'm a really big." fan. He's like, "He's like the legend." He's like, "I, I, I gotta say, so far you have not disappointed." Right. He's like super stoked to be around this guy.
1: <laughs> and in the end, John kills him in a pretty right. decent battle. Right, um, yeah. and that's when he's like, "I'll be right behind you." And he's like. No, you won't. He's like, yeah. He's and like, he like just I just turns, need to catch my breath. And he's like, no. Turns and done. walks away. That's when the parlay gets pulled. And then they go out on like a patio where the... On the roof, basically. Right. Yeah. And Winston's there. The concierge is there. Or no, it just... Eh, I think the concierge is there. I don't know. Winston... I think so,
0: yeah. Um, the adjudicator. The adjudicator John. and
1: John are there. And he goes, parlay? And they're like, yeah, parlay. So he goes walking out there. And then Winston <laughs> shoots him twice. Right. And he falls. Well, they
0: basically tell Winston... We'll give you the Continental back. Right. You don't have but to die, have to shoot and we'll reconsecrate the Continental, but you have to kill John Wick. And so Winston's just like, fuck it. Turns he just around, just shoots him. He dude, falls off the that building. That was the most brutal <laughs> The most brutal. He hits, like, three fire escapes on the way down and just slams, slams, slams into the him, fucking man. street. You're like, oh, my God. So you're assuming, like, John's dead. You know, Winston gets his, his Continental back. They're doing the middle of the cleanup or whatever, and the concierge lady comes up to him in the lobby, and she's like... John's gone. And he kind of is like taking it to mean he's he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's a travesty or whatever. She goes, no, I mean, his body is gone. He's not in the street anymore. And he's like, well, that's not my fucking problem.
1: Right. He's like, you saw me shoot him. Yeah. fall.
0: Yeah. And so you find out that the Bowery Kings guys, the homeless people have scooped (laughs) him up, (laughs) taken him to some, (laughs) yeah, put him in a shopping cart, taken him to some super secret underground, you know, like in the sewers somewhere, some lair. And that's when the Bowery King, you know, he's sitting there. He's recovering from all his wounds. He's got these slice marks all over him that he's healing from. And he's kind of like, fuck the high table, right, John? And he's like, are you mad? And that's when John kind of like sits up. And then he's like, yeah. <laughs> well, he
1: doesn't, he doesn't sit up yet. He's like, he sees the finger and he goes, I see they took a finger from you. He's like, lift your hand if you're mad or oh, something. Yeah, and he, he just flips him flips off. Him off. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just sitting there like, all right, dude. And then he just starts laughing. He's like, yeah. And
0: that's when he's like. Are you pissed off, John? And he's just like, "Yeah." And that's how it. That's how that one ends. So, this brings us to, without further ado, John Wick Chapter Four. Which can I just get your thoughts real quick? Were you as fucking excited about that movie as I was? Like, what were your thoughts after we went and watched it last weekend?
1: I thought it was long. I kind of felt like they drawed some of the action scenes out. Like, there's a lot of action scenes in there where I'm kind of like, "We didn't need this." Like there's certain pieces of the story in there where I'm like, we could have done with a little bit shorter versions of this. Cause I, I kind of feel like they filled in. It's kind of like the, um, the revenant with, um, mm, with Leo. Leonardo, there's just some shit in there where it's like, cut that fight scene by 10 right. minutes. Yeah. Perfect. Right on the yeah. nose. Right. Cut that scene by five minutes. Perfect. right mm-hmm. I feel like they kind of... It's definitely very long. And like, for anyone
0: who's curious, John Wick 4 is like almost three hours long. Yeah, it's a so very long It's movie.
1: really long. I mean, you learn a lot more about the story. Like, it comes in and you find out, okay, now there's this French guy who... I don't know if he sits at the high table, but like his dad sits at the high table and he's grooming him to sit at the high table. He's
0: some sort of uh They call him the Marquis. He's like the right. Marquis de Garment or whatever. He's, he's a
1: French assassin.
0: And he's... Some sort of big swinging dick up at the high table, and he's kind of like the guy who's in charge of cleaning up John Wick's mess that he's made. Right? I think
1: if they if he gets it, he sits at the high
0: table, like something like that.
1: Something like he gets some big reward for killing John Wick.
0: Yeah. And by the way, the guy who plays the Marquis is Bill Skarsgård, who famously has played recently Pennywise in the recent mm, it no, movies. No, good thing I'll never see that. He, he's done some really good, like villainous turns recently. I, I think he's got a great career ahead of him as a fucking fantastic villain. Um, but yeah, anyway, to like before we get too far into it, it starts off with John and the Bowery King down in their little lair. Some sort of amount of time has passed, maybe like a month. Right. I don't know, long enough for John to recover from his to injuries, heal. which were pretty fucking gruesome. And John's down there just like punching this fucking thing over and over, and there's it's like just this like a rope. Like he's just strengthening yeah. his knuckles to yeah. fight, like classic old kung fu where it's like go kick a tree until your shin is like steel right go
1: kick a tree until you break Mm. your ankle 25 times and then your leg is just titanium alloy and then when you kick a human
0: leg they'll just pulverize and you'll be fine (laughs) 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 oh their leg will shatter into a million pieces (laughs) and you'll be fine um and then the bowery king comes in with a suit for john wick and he's like you ready to fucking go and john's like yeah let's get it and so, basically, now it's the revenge tour of, like, let's go fucking wipe out the high table because they fucked me over. He goes all the way back to the desert where he was in the well, third one. we're
1: also missing a point, though. The high table has now come after the Continental. Yes. So, yes. they roll. I think a guy, he sits at the high table or is, like, a spokesman for the high table, rolls into the Continental, asks for the oh, manager. That like that harbinger.
0: Right. They call him a harbinger, yeah.
1: So, yeah, spokesman for the high table or yeah. whatever.
0: He comes per- in with this giant hourglass, like right? Fucking, puts, like puts an hourglass down and goes, hourglass. "You have an hour, right?
1: Until the Continental is like ours,
0: deconsecrated, and we're going to destroy it." Yeah.
1: And so then he, you know, the manager goes, Winston goes to the concierge, evacuate everyone, right? We have an hour, and they, everyone gets evacuated, and then it's just. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the and whole they,
1: entire hotel
0: blows up. Right. They have to go have a conversation with this marquee guy from a, a taller building right. elsewhere in the city that has a view of the Continental. And the guy is, is clearly rubbing it in Winston's face that he has all the power. And Winston knows that the seconds are ticking by until his right. hotel gets destroyed. And the marquee is looking out the window as it gets blown up and Right, destroyed.
1: As the last thing of sand drops, yeah. boom, blows up.
0: Yeah. And he's basically saying, he's giving him this whole thing of like, you have allowed John Wick to fuck up this whole thing we got right. going here. And this we is have a problem. Rules. We have rules. And I, now I'm here to show you the consequences. Again, consequences. Choices right. and consequences. The whole series is about but this. But
1: Winston's also under the impression that he's about to die as well. And he, he right. goes there with the intent to die. Yeah. And then this marquee guy shoots
0: the concierge.
1: Shoots and the kills concierge, him. Yeah. Which,
0: by the way, that actor just passed away in real life, like I right right really as the that. fourth movie was coming out. So that's kind of adds an extra like yeah. sadness to that. But
1: but like that's how it starts, and then yeah, so that's all the of a sudden of the movie. we're back out in the desert with yeah. John. Like that's th- that was how this started. You didn't really necessarily see too much of John, right? Besides, like you said, when he grabs a suit and is punching the shit, and then all of a sudden he's in the desert chasing down tracking down these guys, three on guys on horseback, yeah. kills them goes up top and I think he's talking to the guy from the third movie from the high table.
0: It's a different dude, but it's like another right. elder or whatever. Some some elder from the high table and he's, that like, he's talking to, yeah. You
1: know, you can't kill me or whatever and he just fucking shoots him in the head and walks away and it's like I don't think saying you can't kill me to John Wick is like yeah. the smartest Clearly, thing because he doesn't give a he fuck. He doesn't care yeah. <laughs> like no one's killed him yet. And so then that's when like the contract gets put up to 40 mi- or no, it gets up to like 20 million. Yeah.
0: And then all these scenes start he goes so right after that you have you get introduced to one of the coolest fucking characters the fourth one introduces some really cool characters really cool characters and really cool locations you get introduced to this character named Kane who yep. is this blind guy who is i think Donnie Yen who's like also a super famous action movie star that's been in a ton of awesome like martial arts action movies and he's blind but the high table will contract him out when they they'll give him a name and say we want you to kill this guy and he basically has to do it because you find out that over he's him. got a daughter very similar to Halle Berry's character in the in the prior film he's got this daughter that he loves and wants to protect and they're like if you don't do this we'll, we'll kill, kill your her, daughter man. and so he's like fuck so he basically just has to do it <laughs> so he
1: gets his card in braille and he yeah. and he's like John Wick he's like so they no, find John someone else find someone else right
0: and he's like him and John Wick have history, which John Wick has a history with a lot of these guys, right. but they're like clearly friends or deeper than friends going back a long way. So he doesn't want to do it, but they're like, do it or we kill your daughter. So he's like, fuck, all right, I'll do it. So they're basically like, do you know where he might be? And he goes, "He, he John Wick has very few friends left in the world and f- even fewer that he trusts with his life. Right. You come to find out there's another guy at the Osaka Continental, and this is Japan? In Japan, yeah. Right? In Japan, super fucking cool location, by the way. And like super, like the, cinematography, super yeah, like, the cinematography in the fourth one is just tremendous. Yeah. Anyway, you find out John has gone to this other guy who is the manager of the Osaka Continental who goes back with John and Kane way back. Right. And, and he's out as well. And it's like, this is a guy that clearly John trusts. Right. And anyway... He's up on the roof. They're having this conversation. And this guy's daughter is the concierge for his Osaka uh, Continental. Anyway, the Marquis guys, the high tables guys, show up in the lobby of the Osaka Continental. And they're basically like, we know you have John Wick here. or We're pretty sure you have John Wick here. We need full access to your hotel. We need to see him now or else we're going to kill you, essentially. And he's like, gentlemen, I know you're from the high table, but... Rules are rules, and this is the Continental, and you can't conduct business, even your business, on Continental grounds. And they're basically just like, fuck you. And so he had, they have this whole showdown. This kicks off this. So I'll just say this. And I, I was telling you this before we went to see the new movie. The fourth one is basically constructed in, like, I think four or maybe five major action set pieces And that's kind of how the story flows, the first one of which is this Osaka set piece. So you find out the manpower of the marquee,
1: and then you find out, or then John loses a friend sticking up for him um, in Osaka, and then now the daughter's upset, and this is pretty early on in the movie, the daughter's upset that her dad died because Kane killed her dad in a fair
0: sword fight. Yeah, yeah. She's pissed from the moment John shows up because she's like, don't help him. She's right. telling her dad this. You're going to. Everything he touches is just. He just right. brings death wherever he goes, which she's not wrong.
1: So then, yeah, massive fight ensues. Great fucking. fucking that was one, one of my, my favorites. But it's, again, it's bow and arrows against, and swords against guns. Right. Now All these guys also have these, you know, bulletproof suits and shit yeah. like that. So it's like the arrows aren't penetrating them either. You got to get yeah. them in the right spots. And all sorts like this, you know, all sorts of shits. In it. So you just lift your arm up, and you're pretty much bulletproof. <laughs> there,
0: there's a lot of in the fourth one. There's a lot of lift your suit jacket up, right. and you're you're just you're good because there, there's a and lot just of everyone like, shooting at each other point blank range, like, oh, and they're yeah, just kind of yeah, yeah. lifting their suit jacket up, and it's like oh, everyone's fine. But
1: that whole fight scene between it's nuts the marquee and and then like the samurais, I'll call them, um, was crazy. And then you get into Kane...
0: Fighting John, you finally see Kane jump into action. Right. And granted, this is a fucking blind guy, so he has this cool part where he puts these little like
1: the door doorbells, doorbell motion sensors,
0: sensing. motion sensors on the wall, so he can know where these guys come. And he just like aims <laughs> his gun. At ding the ding spot ding where he ding knows ding it, as soon as it goes <laughs> off, he just starts shooting in that direction. And he, you find out he's just an absolute savage right. with a sword. Like, he's got this little cane that kind of acts as a sword. I think he's
1: got, a, like, a sharp, like, a knife edge, yeah. and he just can And kill he people. just, like, uses it it's, as a
0: sword, basically, and it's just a fucking badass. So he's killing all these dudes. You find out the, the manager of the Osaka Continental, his daughter, who's the concierge, is also a savage. Yep. She's killing a bunch of guys. John Wick's running around murdering people. Kane and the the manager of the Osaka have this classic sword, like old school boy. martial arts movie samurai sword showdown where Kane ends up killing him obviously. John has to escape, kill a bunch of more guys, has a showdown with Kane. It's called, it's almost like a draw because they introduced the the character the black guy with his dog who's right. like a tracker and his whole character is basically like he tracks what the bounty is for open contracts on people's heads and when they get to a certain amount he then then he steps he then considers like oh 20 million is worth my time or 40 million or whatever it is so he's kind of like tracking the whole john wick situation going okay when it gets up to like whatever this number is in my head then i'll kill him but until then i'm gonna make sure john i'm gonna make him survive i'm gonna help him basically yeah so the the, the, you have the whole osaka thing that's the first major action set piece which is just fucking incredible What's the next one? Where do we go next after that? I forget now. I think
1: I don't. I think he goes back into, um, so he goes Osaka. Well, that's the second one I think, because the first one is the desert. I would I would say the first one's probably the desert, right? Yeah, that's kind of it, the opening. Because then and he then, goes to Osaka, yeah, and then, then, then Osaka is the next big one. I think he goes to
0: Paris. Is he already in Paris next? Right, because, I forget exactly because he has to go he, to
1: Paris first, because then he meets up with Winston, and Winston brings up, remember, you can challenge someone to a duel,
0: right, but you have to be
1: a part right. of a family, and then you have to be back yes, by a second. that's
0: it. That's so it. That,
1: that whole conversation happens, and then he goes, I need to go to Germany.
0: So, yeah, so real quick, just to kind of explain it better, Winston explains to John, there's a way you can get out of this. You can challenge this marquee guy to a duel, but the only way to do that, you have to be sponsored by a table. Right. Because John's like, well, I don't sit at the table. He's like, yeah, but your family does. And he's like, well, well, I'm not not in my family right right. now. So John has to go back to his family and try and earn his way back into the family just so they can basically sponsor him for this thing. So anyway, this leads into... It's so hard for me to pick because there's so many fucking great action set pieces in the fourth one. But one of my fucking favorite ones in the entire series is the nightclub scene in the fourth one.
1: The poker scene was pretty fucking crazy.
0: So fucking sick. Cause, so basically his family goes, okay, they were going to kill him. right? And they they're were, like, we'll let you. He's like, I can. I'll do whatever you want I'll do to whatever do. you want. I need you to sponsor me so I can kill this marquee guy in a duel. But I have to be sponsored by you. And they're right. like, all right will sponsor you if you go kill this guy who killed my dad, who was like the former right. head of the family. So who killed the head
1: of his family. Right.
0: So they go, they take John in, and Kane is, has showed up there, and same with the tracker guy, yep. the black guy with the dog. And they all sit down at this poker table with this big fat dude who apparently I was doing some research. That guy's like a British martial arts action mm. star. And that guy's also like real good. at Like he's he's probably a black belt in a bunch of different right. things. I don't know. But they put him in like he a fat, fat suit. suit. Yeah. They gave him this cool like gold grill. And he's got this like Russian accent or whatever he's saying. And he's they basically have this really cool poker scene. We don't have to go into the specifics. They they draw up the tension, kind of ratchet right. up the tension. They, they
1: play a hand of five card draw for right. life or death. If yeah, you win, to see like who kills you, who. You get to see. Yeah. You to pick who dies. Right, right.
0: So yeah. then cheating, shit, shit. Yeah, shit breaks out. He he obviously ends up cheating, and. John basically has to chase this big fat guy throughout this club, and it's got all these cool, like, water features. Right. That, and there's just people dancing everywhere. And, like, it's s- like a 2040 nightclub. like club. techno like, music, you know? Like, everyone's just fucking sweaty and dancing on each other. John's running around, killing all these dudes. Has this... And then the music is fucking tremendous in all of these nightclub oh. scenes. But anyway, chases the fat guy, ends up having a sick throwdown, like, hand-to-hand fight with the fat guy where he gets to show off, like... The fat guy's actually like pretty he's fucking actually good. He's, got he's, hands. he's a good assassin. He got himself. Hands. yeah. And uh, anyway, John ends up finally killing him, kind of like pushing him off his ledge. He breaks his neck, so he, he takes the little grill out of his mouth, goes back to his family, and is like, "Here's your proof of death. I want so back into the family." They like have b- to rebrand him. They go through a whole ceremony. This whole thing, and he's like, "All right, now I've got my family's going to sponsor me." So they have to go have a sit down with the Marquis and the Harbinger guy, and the Marquis has Kane. terms. John has Winston is Winston's... Everyone has to have their second or whatever right. for, like, these... Because, they again, it's all steeped in tradition. They have all these right. rules that go back to the old ta- old days, whatever. Who knows how long this society's been around? Probably forever. Probably a very, very long time. Maybe thousands of years. Anyway, they decide they have to draw all these, like, cool, like, really big... They almost look like Pokemon cards, but they're big, big right, like, they're fancy just cards glass, with numbers on like, them. Yeah, like, cards, and they have to, like, flip them over, and I don't... So you really know how s- that whole piece. So worked, what it was they end was up having to decide when and where. Right. So basically.
1: what. So what it was was <clears throat> the first thing they decided was when, and yeah. so then each one got to flip a card. Whoever had the higher number said
0: when. Oh, it was just higher number. So okay. so okay.
1: the guy said, you know, tomorrow at sunrise, and John right. goes now, and then they each flip a card, and, and John lost that. The, the marquee one. one. so, like, so okay. then it was sunrise, sunrise, sunrise tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, and then right. it was location. And they flipped the cards. John won that, and he said the church yeah. um, in Paris. And then they flip the cards again, and they go weapons. And they said um, pistols, firearms, yeah. Yeah. or uh, dueling pistols. Yeah. And then and the s- Marquis wants to do blades.
0: Because the whole right. time, he, he wants to just put Kane up. And he knows Cain's probably right. better than John with blades. But John wins, so it's going to be so. Then he goes dueling
1: pistols. So then he goes, Okay, it's set tomorrow. Tomorrow's sunrise. First sunlight. Yeah. At this location, failure to appear on time results in in forfeit and death. Yeah. And then it literally becomes $20 million (laughs) bounty straight to $40 million
0: bounty. Yes. So, I mean, this is when then the, uh, um, the Bowery King, Lawrence Fishburne's character, is in Paris, and he's right. Him and Winston go down. Him there. and Winston still kind of doing the same thing. He's like ruling the underworld. He's got all the homeless people working for him, all the homeless assassins, whatever. They hook John up with a suit, give him a gun, and give him a ride on this boat they in to the and try canals. and get him as close
1: uh, to the church as possible. Try and get him as close to the
0: church as possible. But by now. Everyone in Paris knows John Wick's right. there, and they know that there's this contract for like forty million dollars on his dollars. head, and he has to make it. They know where he has to go and by when. Right. So it's like everyone in the city, and they, there's this really cool thing where they there's like a assassin radio station. Right. For if this you've ever seen
1: the Warriors, the old like '70s movie, the yeah. gang movie, where the it's the red lady on the radio. She's like, yeah. "We've had a spotting at Sixth and 14th yeah. Street." Yeah. You know. Be groovy out
0: there and you're like
1: oh so now it's just a play-by-play of where he's been spotted so she's
0: like uh, they're up in like the eiffel tower they got this little radio station set up there and they're broadcasting and so anyone who's tuned into the station who knows the assassin lingo knows what's going on anyway so it starts just all out in the streets of paris everyone's just coming at him and he's getting hit by cars and he's having to shoot guys and he gets some other dude's car and he's driving around on some car chase and they get to this fucking crazy set piece of the art. Is it the Arc de Triomphe? Is that what they call it? The, yeah. It's basically the, the thing in Paris the where it's this continuous s- circle s- around, like a roundabout around this art. I think it's the Arc de Triomphe is what it is. If you watch
1: the Tour de France, I believe they go around it in the Tour de France. Yeah.
0: It's obviously – it's also famously in one of the vacation movies too. I think they make a, a funny scene about that in one of the vacation movies. But um, anyway – there's this amazing action set piece where there because basically the way that works is the cars just continuously go around and around in a circle in this roundabout, and there's no stopping ever. And there's like four or five lanes worth of traffic. Everyone's just going around at, I don't know, 35, 40 miles an hour, whatever it is. And he's riding around in this car and there's all these assassins, some of the high table guys, some guys from just the the world who just like try ten and cars cash of people. in people. Ten cars worth of assassins show up, and there's this whole car chase shootout hand-to-hand combat shootout thing that happens in the middle of the arc de Triomphe while all these cars are going by john wick's throwing guys into cars they're getting hit as cars go by none of the cars are stopping again kind of like how none of the dancers in any of the nightclubs ever stop dancing when all this death is happening yeah they're just Uh, like oh dead dude (laughs) right right (laughs) axe to the face i don't care i'm dancing this song's sick um so anyway, this absolutely just fucking tremendous and intense fight yeah, scene that is. goes on and on and on for like what feels like thirty minutes. He eventually gets makes his way out of there, and there's this one like main. I think he's like Italian, but he's like kind of the main henchman for the Marquis. I think he's Italian, and this guy is like a badass and just will not die. Like John fucks him up multiple times, and he even gets hit by a car, I think, in that yeah. Arc de Triomphe scene. Dude, that dog die. got hit by the car too. Dog got fucked up. Was just fine. He's chilling. Yeah. Again, the backpack guy, the tracker, the black dude with his dog, helps John get out of that situation. Because, yep. he, again, he's like, I want this. And him and the Marquis have this whole thing of, like, the Marquis using him to try and get to John and right. Talk John. about one of the
1: nastiest scenes, too. Oh, Another scene where they do fuck. by blood, he puts his hand down on the thing
0: and he just stabs
1: him right through the middle of the hand. Right and through the, the middle of like the hand. Like Game of, of Thrones yeah. when the... Um, Giant gets the spear thrown oh, on his yeah. hand in the Battle of the Bastards, and he and just pulls to, like, it down. down. Yeah. That's what he does. He just has to pull it out to show, like, I'm serious about killing yeah. John awake. Because he basically I says, had to throw that in there because it's absolutely yes. fucking oh. disgusting. He goes,
0: "You can pull it out, which shows me you're not you don't right. you're not swearing fields. or you or pull, you can your, hand pull your hand out." Hand out. So he pulls so he his, his to, like, hand out, split his hand in two <laughs> basically with this knife. Looks fucking brutal. Anyway, yeah, good call out on that. Um, so John goes away from the Arc de Triomphe and then he ends up getting chased into this uh this like building so right. all these guys attack him he gets, he gets chased into this building where the backpack guy has gone in there and he's decided i'm going all right i'm going to get into the fight cuz the marquis guys i'm going to kill like, him now because the, the mar- bounty goes up to 40 because yeah. he's much closer to and the marquis guys like basically like he he like tricks and forces the marquis guy into paying a higher price cuz right. he's like hey if I don't kill him, clearly none of these other guys are going to do it. He's going to get to your duel, right, he and goes, he's going to kill it's you. It's Not thirty five anymore; it's forty. Yeah, now he the goes, price is forty. And he just and so hangs the marquee guys him. is like, "Fine, fuck it," or whatever. So he like forces this guy into doing it. So he's like, "Okay, now the backpack guy is in play." So John is in this house, which comes to maybe the best and certainly the coolest the shot coolest action shot. scene in the entire series. And if you ask me, oh yeah, there's these guys that show up with these shotgun shells that shoot. These shells it's that basically like explode round. in fire yeah, when they when they make... Yeah, round. it's an incendiary round. And they're trying to kill John with one of these. Well, of course, he kills one <laughs> of them and gets one of these shotguns and then just goes Dude. on a fucking rampage.
1: And, and the whole scene shot from the ceiling. So you're yes. just looking down. So it's just like you're going through a maze with him, yes. but he's just going so in and out of rooms. Yeah,
0: so for anyone who's seen it, and if, for those of you who haven't and you're just listening, it's basically he's going through... And instead of it being like kind of right from right behind John's perspective or kind of like real close-up shots of him like hand-to-hand combat, the camera goes like up on its dolly or whatever and goes up into the ceiling and starts tracking an aerial shot of him just working his way room by room throughout this entire like abandoned building, just absolutely savagely murdering these guys. And he's shooting them with these incendiary rounds. And one guy, I don't know if you remember the part where – He shoots him. The guy gets lit on fire, and he's not dead yet, and he's, like, screaming because he's on fire, and he runs out. John kills a couple more guys, starts to make his way through the other doorway, and the guy has then looped his way around through the (laughs) other doorway, and he John shoots him again (laughs) with another incendiary round, so the guy gets hit with two of them. Fucking that whole part is just tremendous. And then finally, the tracker guy is like, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna get involved now, and so he and, John, and John have this whole fighting. shootout thing that happens, and like this guy's like kind of a match. He's he's as much of a match for John as like Cassian was right. in the second one, or like those two Asian guys were in the right. third one. Like Either they even they could kill him if one little misstep right. happens here or there, they could kill him. And uh, anyway, there's this moment where. So the the tracker guy is going to run around with his dog. He clearly has this connection with his dog, kind of the same his, thing his that Halle Barry had. Yeah. She she He's he says these commands. The dog will run off and attack people. His and favorite help him is and nuts. Starts. Yeah, <laughs> nuts bites the nuts. Right. So there's this moment where John is basically like that. Him and the guy are like choking each other out and like about to. John gets the draw on him, has a gun pointed at him, and he sees the Italian guy. The marquee marquee. dude's henchman is about to shoot the The tracker guy's dog. And John, instead of shooting the tracker guy, shoots the Italian guy and has him fall off the stairs or whatever. He dies. And then just dips. Has another nasty no, no, he fall, die. jumps out the window, and lands just horrifically on this fucking car. Like, crumples <laughs> yeah, this car. Another another just fall just that, like, would have <laughs> killed you. Yeah. Would have killed a normal and human.
1: And then it's the staircase.
0: And then it brings us to the staircase. So there's We'll, this, we'll briefly
1: go through this, because this is, right. like, a 40-minute part of the movie.
0: Yes. So, there's, like, 200 it's and what do they say? 222 steps or something steps like that to get to, to the church. Up to the church for the duel. And, he, and he's got like five minutes to do it. He's got five minutes till sunrise. And right as he's about to run up the steps, all these guys come out of the shadows, all the way up the stairs. And he's like, they're all, they have this like moment where he's looking at them. And then, of course, they draw. Yep, he, he draws. Goes. And he's just slowly but surely working his way up the stairs, killing all these guys, shooting at him, hiding, you know, pulling up the jacket. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. It's fucking
1: halfway up the stairs. And yeah. here's the fucking Italian prick with yes. even more guys. Gets way
0: up close to the top. The Italian guy shows up. Again, this guy just won't die. He kicks John. John <laughs> falls fuck. all the way down the stairs. All the progress that he had just made. He falls down like six flights of these stairs. He's all the way down at the bottom. And then Kane shows Kane back showed, up. Yeah. And Kane's like, I'm going to really need you to get to the top of those stairs, John. Right. And he's like, All right, fuck it, fine so Kane then helps John work his way back up and Kane's stabbing people and shooting people and John's kind of helping call out to him and like, they get all you got your the three o'clock all this kind up. of stuff they get all the way back up to the top the finally the Italian guy the henchman gets killed finally
1: by the tracker by the tracker who guy shows guy and up his dog because then they fall down again they get yes. they land on a landing this time yeah and he's about to kick him and the tracker shoots him Yes. and then the dog attacks him and then John finishes him to get to the top of the stairs because the tracker finally realized John's not the real enemy and it's not worth 40 million because he saved the dog. So he realizes it's all because of the fucking dog. This whole series is about a dog. (laughs) Yes. But because he saved the dog the tracker didn't kill him John makes it to the fucking dueling ground after the most grueling probably six hours of his life. And now he has to duel Kane yes. for life or death.
0: Right. And and, the, and they hand them these basically like these old school... One-shot revolver. One-shot revolver pistols, and they have to start it. I 30 think it's paces. 30, paces. Yep. 30, 20, 10. And the guy basically just calls out fire, and they shoot at each other, and they both kind of hit each other and nick each other or whatever. So, so the first like, right, one 20 paces hits
1: them in the arm. Both yeah. of them get hit in like the arm, I think. Yeah. The second one, John gets hit in the side.
0: Yeah. So um, then they got to go down to 10 paces. Right.
1: And I think um Kane got hit in like in the, sh- the top of the shoulder like right. the right. your delt area yeah. and then they will go down to 10 because they're both
0: still alive. They're both still alive so they, they just keep going closer until they got to finish each other off. And Kane hits him in the, the third s- shot Kane gets John and John looks like it this is it. Right. Like John looks falls like to it's the great old shot. He's fallen down. He's still alive but like he's going to probably bleed out. And so the marquee goes, I claim the coup de grace. I right. want it to, I want I wanna to finish deliver the off. killing blow. He takes a bullet, goes and Cause takes the gun. Because it's all about him looking
1: good for the high yes. table to promote yes. him
0: and like look at him as this god of everything. Yes. So then the Marquis takes the gun from Kang, loads the bullet, goes up, and he's about to shoot John Wick. And Winston starts laughing or starts like smirking or whatever. And he's like, What? And he's like, You arrogant asshole. asshole. He never fired. And then John had never shot his shot on the third one. It was planned
1: by John and Kane because going, Well, we'll finish what we say. But yeah.
0: So then John sits up and he says, Consequences. And and shoots the marquee in in the head. So then at this point, John has earned his freedom. Earned his freedom. He's killed the Marquis. The Harbinger guy says, you know, and a part of all of this deal is Winston gets the yeah. Not only does John get his freedom, Cain's free of his obligation yep. to the high table, but also Winston. Right, because gets the to be, the Marquis
1: dying right. died instead of Cain, so yes. that was the end of the duel. So Cain's yes. alive. His daughter's free. Right, and John's so, free. So
0: everything works out for Cain and John. Well, you presume for the next few minutes. And Winston, everything works out for Winston because Winston made the whole deal of, like, I get to be back in charge of the Continental. It gets reconsecrated, rebuilt, all at the high table's expense because Winston's a fucking G. Uh, And then, basically, Winston's like, or John's like, Winston, can you take me home? Right, And he's like, yeah, of course. And John kind of wanders down the steps, sits down. He's looking at the sunrise. He's bleeding everywhere. Remember,
1: he was shot it where the doctor told him to shoot him. Yeah, in two spots, and then shot in like the bicep area. Right. So he's got like a bicep, None of those one are in like the
0: shoulder, and then one kind of in his lower abdomen or right, something. Right. Right. Not hitting any organs yeah. or anything. And then he kind of he has he starts seeing like his wife. He's and like,
1: "Hears the voice, John, come home." Here's
0: here's her voice. Slumps over on the stairs, and you're you're to presume that John's dead. And then they go. the The final scene of the movie is. The Bowery King and Winston at John's Grave. gravestone. And on his gravestone, it says, loving, loving husband, husband, which is what he had told Winston earlier right. he wanted on his gravestone if he, if he ever died. And then they walk uh, off. And they walk off. Oh, and, and keep in mind, Winston puts his hand on the gravestone and says, in Russian, goodbye, my son. Right. And then walks off. So again, they never really explained the relationship between Winston and John, but there's some sort of connection right. there as to why Winston cared but so John's much. But John's not dead. But Matt's theory is John's I, not dead, which I think is a lot John, of people's theory. John is not dead
1: because he was shot in places that the doctor told him to shoot the doctor in. That would be like that non-lethal, fatal, basically. Yeah. Right? They hurt like a bitch. Like I guess the, the shot to the arm could make you bleed out if you hit just right, right eventually. But I don't think he was shot there because again, he worked with Kane to make it look I don't think he's dead, but they played it off because at the end of the first and second and fourth movie, I believe, it all ends with John come home. Mm. And it's the wife playing in the video saying, "John, come home, or let's go
0: home." Interesting. Oh, okay.
1: so all I right. don't think John's dead. I think what we're seeing is John Wick is dead, the assassin, but something is going to bring him out of retirement in the uh, fifth movie. All right, heard to hear first, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Well, my final thoughts are: I kind of don't want him to still be alive. I don't really want a John Wick five. So I wanted to mention a couple things. They there's already a spin-off movie called Ballerina that's in development with Anna de Armas, who's massive movie star in her own right and it's going to do a a spin-off and a play on the whole like uh, John's family and the Belarusian like Ballerina's thing where he went and punched his ticket yada yada yada. So she's going to be some sort of an assassin. That's a spin-off movie and then, you know, I sent Matt Earlier today you you watched a little brief teaser for The Continental which is a prequel series set in the John Wick universe about the New York Continental back in like the 70s I think is what it mentioned in the in the trailer. So I think what we're going to be seeing is a young Winston rising up through the ranks and gaining control of the New York Continental, which all seems cool. I'm down for the spin-off ideas. I just think I don't really want a John Wick 5. Because I honestly, dude, think John Wick 4 might be the best movie in the entire series. Well,
1: I guess we'll have to wait and find out.
0: Because I, I, it's, it's a very rare thing for movie series to end on such a high note like that. I always hate to see him come back and like it doesn't quite reach those heights. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's just my thoughts. I mean, granted, I'm obsessed with John Wick. I'll watch the fifth see one. The
1: fifth one. I'll watch and a the fifth, fifth one. Could yeah. be even better, than and it might rock.
0: be. It, it might be. But I don't want it to run into like the Fast and Furious territory where it's like maybe they. Start There's definitely going to be a sequel quality, to
1: the John Wick five, you know? if or John Wick five, John Wick four. If you haven't seen it yet and you've listened through the whole thing, stay through the credits. Yes, there's a cut scene. That yes, I, think I will say that another.
0: there's a cut scene at the end of the credits of the fourth one, which I believe is the first time that's happened in any of the movies. So, pay attention to that because that's another spin off idea that they haven't announced that they could definitely right. explore. There's plenty of opportunities. There's a lot of storylines in, in here, this here world. that are untouched. Um, real quick before we sign off, what's your favorite one out of the four?
2: You
1: I just, don't know. The first one's just it builds you into an iconic. Role, but I definitely I like the third one.
0: It's really um, hard for me to pick, man.
1: The second one when he kills the Italian guy at the Continental—that's a pretty fucking just like badass movie. He's like I don't give a fuck. You're like I think that was probably my favorite moment is when he kills yeah. him in the Continental because yeah. he's just like no one's gonna kill me. Yeah, but I'd say the overall movie
0: probably four because you get more of a story. I think it's between. Four or one. I Depending on the day, I could probably go back and forth. Well, you know, forth, two and
1: three I, are between one and four. I,
0: so. I think number one is like a perfect movie beginning to end, and it's such a great introduction to the character. But four does everything that the previous three do just better. It's got, in my opinion, it's directed better. It's got better cinematography. It has cooler characters. It's definitely good. And the action set pieces are fucking amazing in that movie. It's so, definitely good. John Wick 4, honestly, one of the best movies I have seen in a while. Like, it's one of the best action movies I've ever seen. So, if you've listened this long, I'm presuming you are a John Wick fan and have either seen the previous three or seen the fourth one, hopefully. Or um, we just talked you into seeing all four. Right. Or we just talked you into seeing them. Um, I love it. John Wick fantastic action movie franchise um i know we're coming up on like two hours at this point so thanks everybody for listening um i was really fired up to do this one i dragged matt to the movies to go see the fourth one so we could i mean it was worth a john wick episode yeah hopefully it was worth it um yeah thanks everybody for tuning in hope you enjoyed it and uh we'll be back uh in the next couple weeks yeah
1: so have a good time everybody thank you thanks
0: everybody till next time